the tribute for the 73rd edition of Through the Lens is Alex Houston. I volunteer as tribute. Alex, don't worry. I've got this handled. Today on Through the Lens, we will be handling something very important. Something life or death, some may say. I'll be pitted against so many other podcasters like, a, like us. We'll see if we can come out on top of this one. Of course, today on Through the Lens, we'll be talking about the one, the only, Hunger Games movie series based on the books by Suzanne Collins, of course. Very A staple of many a middle schoolers' reading list. I read the first one. I'm sure everybody else in here has read some as well, and we have some Hunger Games fanatics in here with us. We have Sydney and Brayden joining us today. But before we get into the news and everything, I'm going to attempt to do the whistle thing. Do you want to do it with me? Like, all together? Yeah, no, I, can't, I can't whistle, so I'll just sit here and... I, I used I, to play it on the trumpet every day in middle school. I cannot That's whistle. That's not really whistling, but can you whistle it with me? I think so. You ready? Yeah. Three, two, one. <laughs> I panicked. Wow. Sydney, <laughs> whistling. You, you here. I started laughing. Wait. I already did I it. I literally can't stop <laughs> smiling to be able to right, what if, right I, if, do I, if I do, like, the, the fingers thing, will it get you... <laughs> no, it just makes me laugh harder. I'm a really good whistler, so I can handle it all. Yeah, I can't, I can't whistle. I can't either. I can, I can whistle. Nice! Very nice! It. Yeah! Woo! I can whistle at a pitch only dogs can hear. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I can whistle really, really, I can whistle oh really high. You ready? Whoa! Very impressive. That'll be very good for um, getting your cat to come back inside in case you ever she get likes, one. She just likes to look. Oh, she. My bad. Oh, she, she comes to that. Big fan of that. There yeah. you go. Squirrel. I think she, uh, her name might change. Moesha Gravy's on the table. I was watching Moesha last night. She <laughs> really enjoyed mouthful. it. She'll just go by Gravy, though. Davis, as someone who went through an entire lifetime of cats named Bonsai and Mudflap, you don't want to deal with people looking at you and going, huh, when you give them a weird name. <laughs> well, Moesha was a TV <laughs> show, you'll, Alex. You'll say, and people will like, people will like, like, oh, I misheard him. So let me ask you again. I'm like, oh, <laughs> Moesha. God. Alex, do you know what Moesha is? Uh, not a clue. A TV show. Do you know the singer Brandy? Wait, yeah, I do. She got her start on Moesha. Really? Yeah. That's cool. Awesome. 1996, Moesha. Oh, there you go. Yep. Davis with the fun facts. I was and watching yesterday with Z and Tyra. As he said, we are going to be dealing with the Hunger Games um, series of movies, making compar- comparisons to the books. Obviously, the book series is one of the most popular of all time. It captivated the planet when it was released. And I believe the first book came out only a few, like a year or two before the movie even got greenlit. I think it came out in 2008, and then the movie was already being in production in 2009. It's, let me see if I, Yeah, so Hunger this Games, the first, the first 2008. 2008, Catching Fire was 2009, and then Mockingjay was 2010. I'm trying to get some numbers on how they sold. Let me see if I can, if I can find. Okay, why aren't there, Wikipedia, why aren't there numbers? Is, is there a number? Is well, the know? question should become while you're looking at that is who all read them in here? I me. So both Brayden and Sydney read all three, mm-hmm. I take it. Were there any spinoffs or anything? It was just the main three. Yes, there's, there's a prequel, and I read that one too. I haven't read it. Is it what good? Is it? I'm wet. really good. What happens in the prequel? It's about Snow. Hmm. Like when he was like a little kid. kid. Alex, have you read any of them? I read all three of them. So here's my fun fact. Uh, what? I like books. I only read one. Here's my fun fact of the day. So uh, back at good old Street Marys in Mobile, um, I was Marys. in. They, yeah, don't, they, don't know, they don't get the Street Marys right. Uh, well, the people who do, do. Anyway. Um, <laughs> all right. So I was in, in like fifth grade, and I think my brother was in seventh grade, and Hunger Games was their summer reading book. And oh, good God, the uproar from parents about the satanic literature that our poor children <laughs> oh, were having to no. read. But the murder and the blood and the who cares book is book and good book is good book. It's a good book. I also Plus, read them in fifth grade, so which seems I. a little young. Yeah, but. I mean, I mean, yeah, but it was. I mean, it, it you just. I mean, think about it, we were all in 
around fifth grade. That was, I mean, it had just recently well come out, and it had really been very popular for a while. Plus, I mean, it was. I don't know if I can confidently say it spearheaded the like YA novel like genre as a whole, but I feel like it did. I, I think mean, it's I'm probably, not. I'm not too too learned on such I think topics. It's probably the, the one that inspired a lot of them. Yeah. Because yeah. this one's like this is a good book series, but then like. The ones that aren't as good follow it. Like Chaos Walking was that one. Yeah. Where like you could see their thoughts. Can't forget about Divergent, man. What a, I read what a movie Maze Runner. Was. I like Maze Runner. Oh my Runner. gosh, Divergent. The worst movie I've, I've heard. Ever Divergent. Seen. People really like Divergent. The books. The they're books good. were really. The good. books were really good. The ending right. of the third book was odd, but the first two books, they're great. They're good, I man. I, I didn't get much into YA besides Percy Jackson and all the mm. s- subsequent spinoffs. I never I did Percy Jackson though. That's interesting. So, like I did everything. Ex- I tried. <laughs> I made it to the third book and I got halfway what? through and when I just stopped reading and I've never been able to get through it. See, and I think we're going to talk about this. I think one of the most damaging things about adaptations of any book to movies, if the movie sucks, nobody wants to read the book. Like I watched mm-hmm. first, the first Percy Jackson. I'm like, this movie's kind of mid. There's no way I'm going to read the first book. The first one's actually kind of good. The second one's terrible. I didn't like the first movie too much, but it's, that's it's, I enjoyed it, but I think I enjoyed it more because I really liked the book. Yeah, exactly. And then that, that, that certainly plays a role, but on... Oh, Davis? Just before we move on. Yeah, I know. Another YA one. Oh. 39 Clues. Did you read that one? No, I never, Ooh, I never read that one. I know what you're talking one. about. Did you? I never read them, uh, but they were like, well, I read the first. They were really popular. My mom was an elementary school librarian, so I'm very familiar you got the, with You got with the cards in them for the AR game books. online. I still have all the cards. Yeah. Pretty cool. Also, kind of weird looking back. Um, talking about Hunger Games, as of 2014, so this is not even updated, the trilogy had sold Already 65 million copies in the U.S. alone. Mm-hmm. 28 million of those were for The Hunger Games, 19 million for Catching Fire, and another 18 million for Mockingjay. The trilogy has been sold in 56 territories and in 51 different languages. Pretty cool. Oh. So, I mean, it's it's a very popular, obviously, series, and we'll certainly delve into that. But first, got to get through that trivia because, well, we're going to be here all day. <laughs> what movie did Harrison Ford, Marlon Brando, Lawrence Fishburne, and Martin Sheen all have roles in? Davis, I know you know the answer, but do you two? I so should. Should I know? Can that? I have a hint? Um, the hint is it is a Francis Ford Coppola movie. That Apocalypse Now. Yeah. Yes. Davis was giving Braden some hints. That's cheating. No, um, it's not hints. I, gave, I did this. this. You've been docked overall. four points. This could have been anything. It's given a water gun. You actually have just been um, selected for another Hunger Games day. You're doing it twice <laughs> no. now. Whoa. So that means I won the first one. Uh, I don't know, man. We'll, we'll what do you have to mean? see. I'd be dead. You're pre-selected if I did. already. You're like you go in knowing. Even if you get out, you're going right back. Right before you mm-hmm. die in the first one, they yank you out and then like bring you back to life, Truthfully. just so that you <laughs> have to do it again. Just to put you back in. You know, when you were talking about going up against podcasts, I was thinking like if you divided podcasts into twelve districts and it was movie podcasts, so the Weekly Planet would probably be like the career. Oh, podcast. I'd be hanging out with them. They're so cool. Uh, they'd be the careers, man. They'd be out to get you. No, they're so <laughs> nice. The Weekly yeah. Planet is awesome. But it, we're, it's I'm, I'm talking saying, strict. What would this one here. be? Uh, we'd be twelve, man. You kidding me? <laughs> be tw- no, you wouldn't. You'd be like seven. Uh, We'd be fishing, man. I'd be, I'd be, I gotta be finicky. Seven's then, right. lumber. How do you remember wait. that that's. No, no, wait. Seven's lumber, five is fishing. So is, is Finnick from five? I thought Finnick was from seven. No, Finnick's from five. Oh, well, there you go then. No, Finnick's from up. four. No, Finnick's from five. <laughs> Check it, I guys. was just gonna say. Four is fishing. Okay, so Finnick is from four, four then. My mistake. If seven got, is lumber. If I, I got selected in the Hunger Games, what would they do if I just killed myself? Uh, pick Nothing. That's no, what I mean, Fox like, once, once the game starts. Oh. Sydney. Well, yeah, that's that's the point, right? Because like, and that that's something mm. that I think is really interesting. I don't I, care. Again, I want to delve into that when we get to the movie too, because I think there's a lot of interesting lore there. Like at the beginning of the movie, 
there is that very important moment where they talk about how most of them die from natural causes. But anyway, we'll, we'll delve into that when we get there. Second question, in what fictitious town does Invasion of the Body Snatchers take place? Another hint, though, Invasion of the Body Snatchers stars Donald Sutherland, who plays President Snow. And the father of Kiefer Sutherland from 24. That's also and true. he plays uh, Snake in the Metal Gear Solid Five. Uh, I can't remember the name of the game. There you go, Davis. Um, the movie is, or the town is Hicksville. Really? You didn't even give me a chance to answer, Alex. You didn't have. Wait, I'm from there. <laughs> That's a joke, Alex. Alex, like we all. Kind you of would are, be, wouldn't you, Dave? No, Alex, you've called my place where I actually am from Hicksville before. No, I, I've ne- I've never used that word. <laughs> Just making Why'd stuff you make it up. Sound like it's a slur. I refer to your place as outside of civilization. I have said. <laughs> no, it. I just want you to say. I have said it. I have said it in a southern accent. I have said Davis many is things. from District 13. That- Underground, Davis? Maybe. Hey, man, I don't know. If you can guess where I'm from, you get a a point for the show. There's points on this episode. uh, Joe's going to have to add this into the bingo (laughs) card. Oh, when Davis and Alex get to the point segment. (laughs) Brand new stuff. Anyway, let's get through the news. First teaser trailer for The Bear Season 2 has released. I'm so excited. Me too. He's working at a sushi restaurant this this time. (laughs) 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 It's true. Oh, that's next season. I'm sorry. I I got a spec script on it. Don't worry. Oh my gosh! <laughs> you know you can just keep going. You have to. Keep, they, people on listening can't see that you're looking at me. But you know they can. They can hear your uncomfortableness as I'm just. I'm not staring. uncomfortable, Alex. They can hear your silence. Exactly. I'm they, okay. they they can feel it. I'm okay. The, the series returns to FX and Hulu in June. I'm so excited. If you, if hey, if anybody here hasn't listened or watched uh, the Bear, I cannot recommend it enough. If you feel so inclined, it's like one of the best shows. You'd really like it, Davis. I think. No, I won't. Why not? Because you recommended it. He I recommended. He doesn't do- watch TV. I, you I know, don't watch looking TV. ahead, I, I recommended Dope Sick, didn't I? Oh. And that show was the show of shows. Here's the thing: Dope Sick <laughs> doesn't have a season two. Yeah, but the Bears oh. only six 20 minute episodes. Mm. That's that's such a commitment. I could I could Is die it? while watching it. That's true. That's true. Please. He's got to watch. That, you know, it, the Bear would interrupt Davis's viewings of Hell or High Water at three o'clock. <laughs> Hell or High Water at five o'clock. <laughs> Hell or High Water at seven o'clock. Break for nap. Hell or High Water again at eleven o'clock. Well, this is a funny joke. <laughs> <laughs> This joke would be more topical if you made it back in like December. Okay, sorry. So what? Or what's? Think, think of a different movie. I, I was looking at your letterbox. I'm trying to think of what movie you watched again recently. Oh, I I love. So I was talking with Riley, uh, Megan's roommate, about we're going off the rails. But I'm, this it's is okay. a fun episode. Um, I was talking to her about her letterbox, and we were going through all of your monkey business, monkey business. But then I saw your everything ever all at once review being like a full paragraph, and I was like, oh man, that every, movie, every once in a while I will have like an that movie really review. got him thinking, man. That movie makes me cry. It's so good. I can just watch clip. Look, I'm about to get vulnerable with y'all. I can just watch <laughs> clips at Wayman, and it makes me tear up. It's so sad. I still haven't seen it. Oh my! No, Blasphemy! I'm sorry. <laughs> it's the movie of the decade. It's so the movie good. of the century, even. It is so. Um, I think I really I think promise you like it. I will make it happen. The problem is, again, you watch it it's, not, it's not on a streaming service yes, anywhere. It is on Showtime now. Oh well. I don't have Showtime. Who has you Showtime? Know who, you know who does? This guy, yeah, Alex does. <laughs> you know hey, who man. also has it? I, me because I, I will just be Alex. breaking into one of your apartments while you're not. There no, I'll just TV. give you my Directv login. I anyway, also have um, it. Right now, you clearly weren't checking your resources. My bad. You clearly, you clearly don't want to watch it that much. I'm you trying to get check. on Blu-ray, and when I get it, you can borrow it. Do you have Paramount that? Plus? Yay! It's on Paramount Plus. Uh, apparently. What the? What? It's on so. Showtime. No, you go to Paramount Plus. It's like can okay, I rent it? Showtime. Like on Apple TV? You can rent on like Amazon. For, like, oh, three bucks. I have Amazon. I'll oh, rent it. We got it, guys. 
It's like people act like renting movies is so crazy. If I do it all the time. If you rent a $4 movie like once in a blue moon, it's not going to break. Yeah, oh, you, I do it like four times a week. People don't understand like how, <laughs> yeah, like you go you go to the theater and spend $10 to watch a movie. Literally. Or you wait till it comes out of theaters and spend $4 to watch it. And you can spend $4 for six people to watch it. Exactly. Oh, Alex, have you ever seen the made-for-TV movie for Tower of Terror? What? No, I didn't know there was one. I have to see it. It's been wait, on- is it where the old lady is like, I've been dead for 81 years. I think so. I think so. I love that. I've been trying to find it forever, and I finally found it on eBay, and I ordered it. Oh, my God. It's so good. You're going to open up that case, and it's going to be empty. (gasps) That's so mean. That's what happens when you go on eBay. It was almost so scary about it. I was going to buy a hair doll of of eBay. (laughs) It's a ghost CD. Oh, my God. There's nothing in it, but late at night, you hear, like, your TV click on, You know, when we went to Disney World um, the last time, which was in 2020 during COVID, which sucked because I couldn't go to some of the Star Wars uh, land-related stuff, we went on the Tower of Terror, and my brother, who was like 6'3", bigger than all of us, was afraid to go on the Tower of Terror, <laughs> and we're sitting there in the, in, the, in the queue, which the line queue for Tower of Terror is pretty awesome. It's very detailed, very, very cool. Good. Lost Art, those ride cues. And Jackson and I are like, you know, William, standing right there, that's where a 14-year-old died. Just <laughs> over and over again on every ride, we're like, William, you didn't know about the kids that died on this ride. And he was like panicking, and my dad's just not saying a word. <laughs> just just face forward, ready for Tower of Terror. We're just harassing him my the whole time. My parents took us there for the first time when I was five, and they took us straight to the Tower of Terror and said, this is the hotel we're staying at. <gasps> and then they put us on the ride. <laughs> that is so hey, that, mean. That, that That's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> hey, Alex, I have a question. What's up? Where did you get your Through the Lens sticker? Uh, I have them. Did I not give you one? No, can I have one? I will give you one after the show, Thank yes. Thank you. Tremendous. Anyway. We might have to start recounting all the... The tales of the lines from our senior Disney trip, me and you. Oh, well, I don't remember. I can remember. We got stuck on the Everest ride for like 40 no. minutes. At the very I saw that picture. I do too. At the very top, when it's about to go backwards, we it no. stopped and we were up there for 40 minutes. It was a sauna, man. We were That's burning. So we, were at the, we were at the front. It was, so it was all, all of it. our McGill group and then like a whole like group of people that only spoke Spanish. And Sophia Sianca Galini, who spoke Spanish in our group, is like yelling Spanish at them. They're yelling it back. We're like, what is happening? That. We, I really? remember I rode Everest I'm, I'm, one time and I went by myself and I was next to a girl who spoke Spanish. She didn't speak English. And we're going up and we're like looking at each other and she says something and I was like, girl, I don't know what you're saying. And then I got off the ride and I was like, well, we spoke different languages, but we screamed in the same, same so language. True. <laughs> the bonds of Disney, man. It's crazy. If, now, however, I I'll, hate, say, I hate I'll save these... the Laugh Factory story for another episode. I, you remember that one? I think I do. <laughs> I think you got, I you got wrongfully pinned for something that wasn't you. Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yes, I, Yo, I tell did. It? I tell you it? have to tell it now. So Jake, we were in the, Jacob's gonna be mad. About <laughs> no, he thinks it's hilarious. We were in the Laugh Factory, and it was one of the greatest uh, was, uh, amusement park events. It was at before they let Disney us into like the main room, so we were all standing in the lobby or whatever. And there was a lot of people. Yeah, it was packed. It was me, Alex, uh, our friends Jacob and Garrett, who are twins, and some other people. Wasn't I think. it Anna? And uh, I want to say it was Anna Bowman was there too. Yeah, she probably. Oh, she definitely was. And Jacob, I've known him since kindergarten, one of my best friends, same with Garrett, he ripped a fart so <laughs> bad. And there was a kid standing right behind him. Oh, no. And immediately, like, he did it, he went, oh, my God, Alex! <laughs> oh, no! And we, like, Jacob and I have a thing, like, our minds are, like, melted. So, like, right when he makes a joke, like, I'm already there with him on it. So we were already, like... Dude, Alex, what the hell is wrong with you? Oh, no. And we, we made a big to-do about it, so everybody knew it was Alex that did it. But it was Jacob. But it oh. wasn't me. Oh, Alex. <laughs> it wasn't me, okay? <laughs> it was funny. We I were, did not do it. And we what were, proof do you have of that? We were all laughing. Um, 
Alex included was Always laughing. Always at Alex's expense. Yeah, it is, man. And there's another time where you knocked over all the barricades at the Senior Bowl. That's Stop. another thing. That's another thing. <laughs> we, gotta get, we gotta get on the podcast. Hunger Games, Hunger Games. Anyway, we're moving on to some news. I'll, t- via, I'll tell you all that show. I'll tell you all that story off the air. Via okay. GQ, the last of us showrunners Neil Druckmann and Craig Mazin say that the events of the second game will take place over multiple seasons. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. The second game is like 60 hours long compared to the first is 15. So, so that about tracks. That's, oh, wow. that's good. I imagine we'll and probably it's also, get... it's also two character stories. Yeah. Into one game. I think basically. it's minimum going to be I mean obviously it's going to be Probably at least two seasons. seasons. I think it could definitely go 3 if they I don't think if they if they want to make it 3 they could. I don't think they I don't, I don't know if they will I think, but they, I think 3's pushing it too. And I think I think your key is much like say with Mockingjay which we'll delve into in a little bit later you got to find that natural end point. And because those are all whenever you're splitting up anything that is one congruent story, you have to find points to end it where it doesn't feel annoying, agitating or just bad storytelling. I I I, I was going to lay out a little bit about how I think they'll structure the first season for it, the season two for the f- yeah. of the second game, but I don't want to spoil anything. That, that's very fair. Well, so we're moving on to a little bit of sadder news. Lance Reddick, as you te- uh, texted this to me, Davis, known for his roles in John Wick, The Wire, and more, has passed away at the age of 60 years old. People were passing around great stories about how apparently Keanu Reeves for his birthday just went to the John Wick set to hang out with Lance Reddick. Yeah. Which I thought, or Reddick. Which I thought was yeah. pretty cool, but yeah, um, he did. He was on the Eric that. Andre show. If you ever watched really? the Eric Andre That's show, great. which it's like a whole surreal like comedy thing. But before he went on, he figured out like the bit about it, so he kind of went along with it. And he's the only person to ever make Andre Eric break character besides a live bear one time. The live the live bear was crazy, <laughs> man. Love the live bear. In a report from Deadline, Denzel Washington and Barry Keoghan. That's right. Yeah. Davis has been saying okay. it wrong it's the okay. entire time. I apologize. <laughs> Alex is right. I'm okay with being wrong, and I'm admitting my fault here. Oh, wow. They both so- will star in Ridley Scott's Gladiator sequel, opposite of Davis's favorite person, Paul Mescal. So that's pretty cool. Davis's favorite person is Denzel. So that, both your favorite people in well, one so Here's movie, the man. thing. I was thinking about it, and I'm going to give a little hint to the Hunger Games real quick. There's only one actor that I've seen in two movies him show up, and I go, oh, my God. And that is Mahershala Ali. In Hunger Games Part <laughs> Two, so and when he showed up in Hidden Figures, I went, "Mahershala Ali." So I'm not kidding. So I'm watching all that, and then in the middle of Mangje Part Two, I'm like, "Wait a minute! I forgot Mahershala Ali's in this movie. I, He's awesome." I genuinely like, "Oh my god!" Like it was just like, I, <laughs> it was like it was like when we were watching Spider-Man: No Way Home, and Chris did like a single clap when Daredevil showed up, and he went, "I'm sorry." He turned to me, and went, "I'm sorry. I, didn't, I don't know what happened. I don't know what came over me." Just I, I, I did so that excited. when Tobey Maguire pulled up, man. I couldn't help it, man. I could, I could and then I got up and did a back. And now that, now that movie gets a 3 out of 10 from everybody on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Spider-Man, oh, so Finley was like, go through your letterbox top or five-star movies. And I'm like, okay. And then I see Spider-Man No Way Home was a four and a half. And I was like, ah. The hype really got me. The hype. <laughs> victims of the hype. I got to say, I would, I would go back to that theater and watch it again. Oh, you know. I like that movie. Yeah. I mean, like, in the theater, it was awesome. But watching it back, I don't. I'm not sure if I'd I like watched it, it again when they played it in the stadium on the big screen. Oh yeah, they did that, didn't they? It was fun. The Spider Man was there. Really uncomfortable. Well. You know what movie? He actually like flew through the stadium. Oh, it was really cool. I, I saw awesome. Spider Man and Tequila one time. I'm not even making this up. You know what movie has been like on the a docket? Man in a <laughs> yeah, he walked by. We were like Spider Man, Spider Man. <laughs> you know what movie has been on the docket to be in the stadium? All four years you've been here, and it's never one. Inter- Imagine that, man. Imagine no type of precaution. He says is necessary on the video board. I think I would get up and just scream. <laughs> <laughs> what type of scream? Like a that? <laughs> well, like a yeah. <laughs> okay, so we're thinking different screams there. <laughs> Okay, guys. Can you imagine sitting in front of 
front of Alex. I know. And it's dead silent in the <laughs> stadium. <laughs> oh my god, are you okay? <laughs> what part would you do that they to? They would kick um, you out. He easily, falls down easily when he goes, it's necessary. And then well, here's the-, the thing: you you could either do a scream and get kicked out. Or you could do like a backflip, and then everybody's just like, "Oh, that was cool." And you sit back down. Oh my god, he backflipped in the theater. Ah! <laughs> I can imagine you jumping over the barriers and just sprinting across the field towards the screen. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Are you kidding me? That movie, I would just like the entire, the entire, um, it's not possible. No, it's necessary. I we would just lose. watch it. If they played in the theater or the stadium, we could just watch it from my apartment because you can hear everything that happens from like the balcony of That's my true. apartment. So we hey, could look just, at that, man. Just be like, Does that mean my apartment next year I'm going to hear everything from the stadium? Yes. Great. Awesome. So if you ever like don't go to a football game, you can hear what's happening. Slay. <laughs> like you can be like first down from this person. Like oh, we got a first down. I like <laughs> awesome. Yeah, that that was how it was for um, my roommate who didn't get a ticket to the Iron Bowl in 2019. They're watching on TV, but they're outside the stadium. Yes, she was so, also like, there for that. That's right, you were there. Yeah, I you was were also there. Boom. Congratulations. Oh. Yeah, she was at the same time. No, yeah, you definitely were not, Brayden. You were at the game, or you, you were, were outside the game. At the game, we oh. were outside we, of it. Oh, so like, so oh, it was someone's sudden, story comprehension. It was, not great. His, his roommate sudden. We didn't get tickets, so it was just me and him at his parents' tailgate, and we were watching on TV. But it was obviously a delay, so we'd hear like, "Yes!" It would be like, "Oh my god, something crazy is about to happen!" And then we see it, and then we sprinted to Tumors. We were like the first people there. It was crazy. What man. game? What, what a time! The Iron Bowl, freshman 2019, year. Yeah, I wasn't here. That's that's unfortunate. I was a junior in high school. Children. Anyway, in an interview with The Hollywood Reporter, Ben Affleck says he has no interest in directing for James Gunn's DCU, saying, quote, I have nothing against James. Nice guy. Sure, he's going to do a great job. I just wouldn't want to go in and direct in the way they're doing that. I'm not interested in that, end quote. Did you also see what he said about the Joss Whedon reshoots? No. He said it was like the worst experience of his life. I saw someone tweet that he had like serious mental health issues because of it. But I'm well, not he would, sure if that was true or not. That, but he, he he recounted how terrible it was. I I don't want to jump to conclusions, obviously, but that will that would run in line with his divorce with his wife Jennifer Garner. Mm. Oh, Jennifer! Wait, they were married, right? Yes, they were. Yeah, so that that divorce and also he had uh, alcohol abuse issues also at that time. Mm. So he was just not in a great place. And what I've heard about Joss Whedon, that all kind of tracks. So. We won't jump to any conclusions, but again, just I'll, a reminder I'll, that I'll um, talk to Ben later about it. Oh yeah, of course. Jo- <laughs> Josh Whedon's Justice League sucks. That movie is a zero out of ten. It's garbage. Yeah. Anyway, I'm excited for Air though. I'm gonna be completely honest. What? The, the yeah, I, I know. Like yeah. Movie. It looks cool. It looks cool. I'm a sucker for those movies. We were, anyway. we were watching a trailer and 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 Sutton just goes, "He's not even dead yet." About Michael Jordan, I'm like, "Whoa, no." <laughs> okay. Oh, Davis, Davis saw a funny meme. No, it was something yes, my mom do. No, don't worry about it. Oh, jeez. Actually, do you, have, do you have a pin, Alex? Uh, yes, why? No, don't worry about it. It's fine. Um, Keep going. What's next in news? So, I didn't get to watch this trailer, but the first trailer for A24's Beef, starring Ali Wong and Steven Yeun, was released. The series will hit Netflix on April 6th. It's an A24 series? I love Steven Yeun. That's U4 true. is an A24 series. You know. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Well, that, hey, A24, again, they've pretty much got a blank check, what? can do anything after making everything to wrong once. To be fair... They don't make them. Well, I know, but they, they attach their but names they, to all... But they're good at choosing things. Exactly. They, they've attached their name to pretty much nothing but gold these last yep. however many years, so that's pretty cool. Like, my, like half of my favorite movies are from them. There it's you the go. Same. And then according to Deadline, Andrew Garfield, Oscar Isaac, and Mia, it's Goth or Goth? Goth. 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 Love are nearing, Mia Goth. 
There you go. Well, they are all nearing a deal to starring Guillermo del Toro's Frankenstein. Woo! Sign Shut me up. up. Oh, my God. I love Frankenstein. And Guillermo del Toro um, is pretty awesome. No, I'm, not, I'm not even going to make that joke. What? What? I was going to be really like the semantic pedantic oh, the... about it. I call him Frankenstein because I think it's cultural zeitgeist has grabbed onto it. Frankenstein's Frankenstein. Who cares? That's what I think. But technically, it is okay. Frankenstein's monster. Are you talking monster. about when they call the mon- when people call the monster Frankenstein? Frankenstein's yeah. monster. Yeah, I'm aware of that, but the name of the book is Frankenstein. Yeah, because it's about the doctor. But like when people just say Frankenstein, now you think I think of the monster. I think it's fair to think okay. of the monster. Everybody so does. who's bold of you Who? to assume I'm no, so, so uneducated so, that no, Frank I know the, the guy that made the monster, and the monster is no. just called Frankenstein. No, monster. I meant who would you, oh. who Oscar well, Isaac? It's or all Andrew according Garfield. to deadline. There's no. The it's all nearing deals to star. I saw Andrew Garfield's playing the monster. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. I well, can that's see cool. that. I would have. Oh no, is Guillermo del Toro? He is pretty much amazing. Yeah. What's up? I said I would have flipped it. You want to hear something crazy, Sydney? Go ahead. Can you say your thing first, though? I'm sorry to cut you off. No, I was repeating. I don't even remember what it was. I was just saying that I would have flipped the actors. As in Oscar Isaac is the monster, mm-hmm. and Andrew it might Garfield be like that. The, I just I just read something on Twitter. Go ahead. But so you said like you, f- I didn't that you wouldn't know Frankenstein. You said it like you f- you're so uneducated that you. I wasn't trying <laughs> yeah. to make it like that, but one time I was talking to somebody and I made like a Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde reference. Mm-hmm. And they were like, "What's that?" And I was like, "Are you serious?" Like I was like, I thought they were messing with me. I'm like, "Oh yeah, yeah that's funny." He's like, you know, Doctor Jekyll was like, "I don't know what that is." I was like, "They make like children's cartoons yeah, like, based off." I've of I've never that. read the book, but I'm aware of. Well, they had book. like that's the, they had crazy. never heard of them. I was like, they wow. kind of set up the whole thing of werewolves and stuff, like the trope of changing in the night. That's Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. They're like, I never heard of it. That's absurd. And that's where werewolves come from? I mean, like, in popular media, I'd say Dr. Jekyll and Hyde certainly inspired it. Werewolves were around before that, though. You know what I mean? Oh, like, okay, changing, okay. like, changing into something else yeah. during the night was kind of my point there. There you go. I've read Frankenstein no- in high school, and Dr. Jekyll and Hyde's a good book. Loved it. I also read, I read that middle school. I read it in college. And Frankenstein's the real monster. Frankenstein is so good. According to The Hollywood Reporter, Quint- speaking of a monster, Quentin Tarantino's next and possible final film will be titled The Movie Critic and will reportedly focus on a female lead in the 1970s Ooh. Los Angeles. It's based, it, people are saying it might be based on that really famous movie critic that was really snarky in the New York Times or whatever. Were feet very famous? Because that seems to be a common reoccurring theme in Funny. Quentin Tarantino Funny. Hollywood movies. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm, I'm making jokes. She's going um, to type her reviews with her feet in the movie. Oh, uh. I... No, that's a joke, but that could happen. I'm so I mean, y- did y'all watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Everything just, everywhere that happened yes. basically happened everything everywhere at once. So. Oh yeah, because she had to, she had to play with her feet because they had the hot dog fingers. Yeah, uh, like better loon. Oh, <laughs> it's too it, look. You're, you'll you're, get it. You'll, you'll love it. You'll, you'll understand. I did see that video of um, what's her face, Jamie Lee Curtis, with the the glove thing, and I was like, I don't. She was taking it off. How this can you'll love it fit in. And now, everybody, I think that means it's time to move on to The Hunger Games. <gasps> Finally, we're here. It's taken us a while. I apologize for our delays, but we are going to go on to The Hunger Games, all four films. We're going to have some in-depth discussions, and we're starting with the first one, which came out in 2012. It stars Jennifer Lawrence as Katniss Everdeen, Josh Hutcherson as Peter Malark. I'm only reading out these cast lists because it's going to be the same the next four times, so we're not going to really talk about it afterwards. Liam Hemsworth as Gail Hawthorne, Woody Harrelson as Hamish Abernathy. Abernathy, mm-hmm. Elizabeth Banks as Effie Trinket, Lenny Kravitz just pulls yeah! up as a sinner. Yeah! Our dog Stanley Tucci as Caesar yeah! Flickerman, yeah! and Lenny Kra- the man himself Donald Sutherland as President Coriolanus. Coriolanus Snow. <laughs> we watched this movie when, last night. Yeah. <laughs> when Finnick when Finnick said it in Mockingjay Part One, I was like, oh man, the dude messed up the line and they just didn't change it. But yeah, that is a 
Okay. <laughs> Wes Bentley as Seneca Crane, Toby Jones as Claudius Templesmith, Alexander Ludwig as Cato, Amanda Stenberg as Rue, Willow Shields as Primrose Everdeen, and Paula Malcolmson as Miss Everdeen. No name for her. Directed by Gary Ross, screenplay by Ross, Suzanne Collins, and Billy Ray. I've got a fun fact about that guy a little bit later. Cinematography from Tom Stern, James Newton Howard with the score, and yes, everyone, it is very, very good. I know people have been saying I talk about the music too many times. It's so good. I'm going to go specifics with this one a little later on in the show, so I can actually give you something to ponder a little bit later. And edited by the duo of Stephen Mirian and Juliet Welfling. Again, the film premieres in 2012. Following up a series that has sold over 100 million copies globally, and the first print run for the first book was only 50,000 copies, and then, of course, it exploded and is now one of the biggest book series of all time. I remember seeing this movie at the Crescent Theater in Mobile the opening weekend it came out. I mean, the wow. trailer campaign worked How old were you? I was, let's see, this came out in March. I would have been 11. Yeah, I see, remember y'all seeing are it, too. All, y'all are all older than me. I couldn't actually read the book until I was in fifth grade, and y'all read it in fifth grade, but, like... That was two years later for me because I was too little. Yeah, Can you I, imagine a third grader reading that? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I read it, I read it. I want to say, fifth or sixth grade because it was yeah. after my brother had had it. And I was like, oh, it's here. It's around the house. And, I mean, it was apparently really, really good. I mean, it is. I really, really love the first book. Yeah. I mean, it, it's – and, again, we're certainly going to probably evaluate this along the lines of it's not it's not void of the YA tropes that it possibly started or contributed mm. to. But Definitely. it's on the better half of it by far. I think it's – Probably, I was thinking about it in terms of book series to adaptations. Hmm. It's in the upper echelon. I think good good book series to adaptations into films are few and far between, and when they are, they're really good. It's up there with Harry Potter, I think. And with YA novels, there hasn't been a great adaptation. I was going to say, the thing is with this YA novel, like this series, I feel like the issue with a lot of YA novels is like, they'll like, oh, what if... This and this, like some crazy idea, and then they adapt it. Like, what if you can see someone's thoughts, like Chaos yeah. Walking, and then, like, they start to apply that to a wider world building, and it just kind of falls apart or it doesn't really make sense? Yeah. Like, Divergent kind of has that, like, oh, all the smart people. I don't really remember what Divergent is about, but I remember I think the premise isn't amazing. I'm it, sorry it to all, say, it, but, like, it, it does also yeah, jump, yeah. It jump a, it falls a bit apart of a shark. Really, if you think about it for a little bit, longer it doesn't make any sense. than like the original thing you're like this doesn't make sense but like i feel like hunger games stands up pretty well for most for the most part and like it builds its lore and world building well enough around it that it works as a whole story that's why these movies work i would agree and i think it also is the fact that's, that the that's why pr- the divergent movies didn't work i'd say the what the divergent movies didn't work because the plot like just with through a cursory glance like past a cursory glance you're like this doesn't make sense no they also just suck the movies are god-awful, respectfully, of course. I mean, that's mm-hmm. the nicest way I can Who's put it for the people involved in Theo all. James. Shailen Woodley. Was Saoirse Ronan in the Kate, Kate no. Winslet. Was well, she, well, wait, wait. Was she? No. If she wasn't. Did she? Are you just saying that? You're just, just like making doing? stuff up. No. Oh, Zoe Kravitz is in it. That's what? The Lenny and Zoe. Man, they're everywhere. I love Lenny and Miles Teller's in it? Yeah, it's true. Ansel Elgort is in it. We don't like him now. No, we don't. No, we don't. I have a confession to <laughs> make about the like Hunger Games. Oh, oh Sydney's got a confession. Okay, so you guys were all like big fans, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. When I read the books, I became so incredibly obsessed that for an entire year, I wore my hair in that braid. Every single thing that I did had to do with Hunger Games. When we would go on the playground, I would be like singing songs from the movies. 
<laughs> I'm not. Like, and she started her own was, Hunger Games at school. It was <laughs> crazy. <laughs> it was quite literally. Yeah, it was quite crazy. literally banned from my school because of me. Like, we were not allowed to talk about it in my class anymore because I talked about it too much. No, Davis, you make that joke, but we used to we used to play it. We would play it on the, on the oh, playground. Oh, yep. Yeah, we That's would play a little it messed up. But... Write that down. We, almost... we, we didn't do that. <laughs> oh, I was just, you might want to write down the time I just said. I almost said a bad word. Oh. So you might want to just make sure I didn't. I will, I will do that. Again. Just, <laughs> I appreciate it. It almost just slipped out. You know, it happens to the best of us. What can you do? Um, I really do want to talk about specifically what this movie is able to do well because, again, like you said, Davis, I think the plot is there among many, many other it things. Holds, it holds up to like a – to you, you, you knock at his foundation and it's not crumbling. And I think that's because everything is like the cast is really, oh, really it's good. Perfect. It really it's perfect. I mean, even you know, qualms with Liam Hemsworth as well aside, he does pretty well Wait, considering what's, what's he's wrong? Gale. Oh, oh, oh so he, unlikable. Um, he apparently treated Miley Cyrus like garbage. Oh. So we we don't like. I thought him he was either. fine in these. We hate Gale realize. anyways. So well, if true. we're talking about like compare, because you kept talking about in Divergent, Davis, about how like it just doesn't make sense. I think it's because a lot of like the setup and the storyline of their government just isn't explained and there's so much backstory to the Hunger Games and like why yeah. their system is and the they way give that it, to it, it. You. Yeah. yeah. And so it just there's so like there's so much evidence behind it it's hard to not make Sydney. sense. So David said why do we hate Gale? I want to know why y'all hate Gale. We, we, why don't we I, don't, get I mean, to I didn't that, like guys, him. I didn't like Gale. Gale doesn't give us a lot in the Hunger Games. Why don't we get to that in the later movie? Because right, right, we're right, certainly right, going right. to devote our time there. Why don't we devote Sounds time specifically to this good. movie? Because there is so much. I think you hit the nail right on the head because what really shook me about this beginning is because I've seen these movies a lot, but I don't really remember them because with the book and the movie, it kind of all blends that I don't really remember the, the fabric of the plot. But like when it's a cold open of Caesar and Seneca Crane talking about the Hunger Games, like that's such a unique. I don't say unique, but for YA novels to movies, normally it's main characters everywhere. Main, mm-hmm. th- this was like, all right, let's set the scene here. Yeah. That gets a real thumbs up for me, and especially when like it's the juxtaposition of these flashy lights and Seneca saying, I think it's something that knits us all together, and what defines your personal signature as a game maker, and then we cut to Depression-era yes. imagery in District yeah. 12. The Depression-era imagery is right in – I mean, it is – it is Appalachia dirt poor imagery it's on on, and that that's the point is that because each of the districts does have a certain regional connotation to it. District twelve is definitely like coal mine Appalachia, West Virginia type area. A lot of stuff we saw in Dope Six mm-hmm. specifically, and I think that's such a brilliant cut at the beginning because this series, specifically this one more than most, I appreciate the way that it it doesn't just allow Seneca and President Snow and. Uh, districts one and two and the capitals deeds to be like all right they're like they're gonna show their self-absorbed mm-hmm. self-righteous nature juxtaposed with the fact that their highlight of the year is killing 23 children right i have and a it, few questions go ahead uh one is there like a map of this world like yes yes we, we live in district 11 we we've in, checked we before oh, it's like america yeah oh. this is like future america okay and that's also, why it's so scary <laughs> and also as you ascend the districts, do they get richer? Or is it only the capital that's really rich? Richer. Okay, so like District 1 is really rich. Yes. District 12 is most poor. That's what I thought. And, I mean, you could basically describe it as District 1 and 2 are close to the capital and therefore work. So the yeah. farther away you get, the more removed. And uh-huh. The so capital like, is in Nevada, I think. It's supposed huh. to be like let me look. Let me look into this map. Hunger Games map. I pulled it up right here. I can't. I can't well, I can pull it up on over here. So it, it is interesting because I, like, I was watching. I was like, hmm, Pan Am. Is that because it's technically like... Oh, Pan America? What happened? 
Like, Ooh. like is that yeah, is like the Pan American so. Games type thing? Like, is that not I think so, yeah. the point? I I, I I never put that connection they together. Part of Mexico. Yeah, man. Don't say yeah, man. Like you knew that. Yeah, man. <laughs> oh yeah, you, come you, on. You don't remember that line in the movie? So, oh yeah, we took over part of Mexico. So, yeah, and oh, look, would you look at that? As you see, District Twelve is just at the top of West Virginia. Yep. And District Eleven West is Virginia. the yep. it's us. most That's of the what, south. What does District Eleven do? Fish? Uh, no, no, it's actually like it was in 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 the movie. It's very much a picking. District cotton, Eleven like, is imagery. crops. Yeah. Oh, okay. And there's crops. not, and it's like it's just the, like the agricultural. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. agricultural. You want me to name them all? I believe the characters in <laughs> like each like what each district is. Yeah. If you, I wouldn't mind. One is luxury goods. Two is rock quarrying. Three is electronic goods manufacturing. Figure that one out. Four is fishing. Five okay. is power generation, which is why in the last one they they would, blew up the dam. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. I thought that was in district. No, it was in district five. It's five. Six is transportation manufacturing. Seven is lumber. Eight is textiles, which is like sewing and like clothes mm-hmm. and stuff. Uh, nine is grain, 10 is livestock, 11 is crops, and 12 is coal mining. What was 13? Nuclear power. Thir- 13 was, Thanks. wait, really? It's like nuclear power and weapons. Oh, there you go. And that's why they- The whole military. What happened to Cuba? Snow Island? Oh. What, did, what did he do to Cuba? Oh my goodness. I just want to know. <laughs> I don't know, man. So Cuba's know. number one extra- export is doctors? What? I was giving you a fun fact about Cuba. Oh, really? I didn't know one export is doctors. Interesting, interesting. So, delving back into this movie a little bit. Again, 2012, it- was two hours and 22 minutes. It's also the cheapest film in the series, costing $78 million. You can kind of see that at bits and pieces, and I want to delve into that I don't know. Well. I think it looks really well, good. So that's the thing, is that I think it looks good when it does, but it also hides a lot of things. Like, for example, mm. we don't see a hovercraft flying. We see them walking to a hovercraft. We see them in a hovercraft, but right. we don't see the visual effects piece of the hovercraft. It's it's very... Mm. Like, for example, also the mutts are a lot more oh, the yeah. are bad. grounded because it would have looked... I think they're that. smart about it. I know. I mean, no, no I agree. It's yeah. just, you, I, I think it's just watching it in conjunction with the three that follow it. It's mm-hmm. a lot more hiding away. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, I mean, comparing, say, Caesar's, all of his monologues in this film versus the next two, his entire background is much more vibrant and elaborate in the next one because mm-hmm. they just had more money to spend. Right. Which makes a lot of sense because a lot of the money they probably spent on all the natural locations and sets that they built because mm-hmm. it is very, very detailed. It was a complete hit, though, making $694.4 million, the third highest grossing film in the U.S. and the ninth highest grossing film of 2023. When it was released, it set records for opening day opening and opening weekends for non-sequels. And at the time of the release, the opening weekend gross of $152.5 million was the third largest of any film in North America. It is the first film since Avatar to remain in first place at the North American box office for four consecutive weeks. That was only a three-year gap, of course, but still three years of movies that couldn't maintain this. And again, I mean, it was just a complete hit. And I think a lot of the reasons why is, again, we talked about the cast. Mm -hmm. They're all perfect. They're perfect. Compared to the books, oh, perfect. Yeah. I was I talking mean, about Cinna. It's just so good. Yeah. He's he just is a side so character. I think it would have been cool if he started singing. No. Oh, Lord. We were debating hey, about this. You know, it's, Imagine if he was like, I want to get away. I would have freaked and out. I think, you know, obviously Woody Harrelson has become a bit of a star in the last 10 years with great performances great. and True Detective. But this film, he wasn't as much of a big name star. And he really, I didn't think he was. He was in Natural Born Killers in like 2000, man. Okay. People yeah. knew who Woody okay. Harrelson was. But I mean, like, I, so honestly, perfect. this is like the big get for this movie besides Lenny Kravitz. I, that's what I thought. That's why. That's what I was, I was leading into my point that I honestly feel like Lenny Kravitz was the big was a big like hey guys we have a star in this but movie like, kind of thing Lenny Kravitz obviously still popular but like he was at his height of popularity in like early 2000s That's but fair. like people know who Lenny Kravitz is but like it's not like Michael Jackson showed up you know it like you know what I mean but it's no, just that, the fact that he's not an actor but like he is he's, he's in other stuff well yeah but like 
He did good. That's not his That's main not his thing. main thing. Yes, but yeah, he's yeah. still perfect. No, he's this. really good in it. He's perfect. He, re- he really, I love Lenny Kravitz. He really does so it very good. well. And I think that was one of my favorite choices. Is that obviously when you're when it comes to adapting any novel, you run the risk of characters getting lost. Either just you don't have time to write about them, or in other cases, just they don't stand out as much. You have to get actors to stand out with their limited spots. And Senna has like very, very minimal lines and moments in this movie. But yeah. he stands out, much as they all do. Woody Harrelson's great. Obviously, Stanley Tucci is the Fantastic. star of the show. <laughs> yeah. He plays it so well, especially how, how the character progresses as it gets a little... Yeah. Like the whole point with with Caesars, you're supposed to like him until you realize again what what's happening here. Like they're all cheering and hoop lying, and oh my gosh, we're talking with our favorite celebrities. It's not favorite celebrities that are going to compete to win an Oscar. It's favorite celebrities yeah. that are going to shoot each other in the head in an hour. Yeah. And that's the great point that I think it makes really, really, really well. I just really, really like this. They did a Same. good job casting the other tributes too, because I feel yeah. like you could. They might they might could have said, well, it's not as important who we cast for that because they're not going to be around for like the next movies, and like they're not as big a deal as the characters who are going to be established. But they did such a good job with that. Like the careers, oh, I feel like were cast perfectly. They were absolutely. I think I think everyone, especially obviously, you have um, Alexander Ludwig as Cato. Great. This is one of his first very like big imposing yeah. roles. He then also went on to play Bjorn in the Viking series where he's gigantic. So definitely this was a bit of practice for him in that spot. It was directed by Gary Ross, who wrote the film Big, receiving an Oscar nomination for that, as well as writing and directing Seabiscuit. He also wrote The Tale of Despero, if anyone remembers <gasps> that movie. I love that movie. Oh, sweet Jesus. Um, he also <laughs> went on to write and direct Free State of Jones and Ocean's 8. Davis, I'm sure you love that movie. I, was, I, still um, I know I'd like it, though. So, so a bit of an interesting track record for him. Obviously, this film's weakest point, in my opinion, is the absurd amounts of shaky cam that is everywhere. This came out in 2012. I thought that was on purpose. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, but it, it, yeah. it's still bad. You can you can I, do something. That's a product of the time. I'd I mean, say. yeah, but I don't I, mind it. I really so I, I think, think it shows instability. Yeah, I feel I, unstable. There it's were a, there were a couple. That I didn't just, notice it that much. There, there were a couple that I didn't. I wish I had written down exactly what scene it was. But there were a couple where like it wasn't like a scene in the Hunger Games. It's just like a normal scene and like the camera's just moving. Oh, like, the what beginning is when they like at the very beginning when they're showing her at her house. And yes, stuff. There, it's just very rapid cuts, which again product of the time. And he does really well when they get in the Hunger Games because that style fits. But I wish they had kind of split it. Like in a, in a later film we're going to talk about with Catching Fire, they filmed all of the scenes in the arena on IMAX so it would stand out from everything outside of the arena. Like, for example, maybe do Shaky Cam once they're in the arena to have it feel like that. But like yeah. when they're just doing stuff, it felt really jarring. But What if there's an earthquake happening? Well, there, Please. <laughs> there I've been in the woods that they filmed in. Really? Yeah, they're in Gatlinburg. That's pretty cool. I went hiking in them. And I was like, why do I feel like I've seen this before and my mom was like oh they filmed the hunger games here and i've I was been like, to That's snow's terrifying mansion. me too it's in atlanta, it's in atlanta. What? one time hometown. i saw them building the ships for parts of the caribbean that's cool one of them sank during ours is better yeah I just thought I'd sh- not to- topical to say? <laughs> <laughs> anyway the costumes in this movie <gasps> anyway yeah down. i agree it's well we, we can we can cover anything it's i have it, a few more questions about the right. the lore of this how did the sponsor oh first of all Effie is that her name? Yes. What's her? What What is her role in? She's like a she like signed... the governor or something. No, 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 no. <laughs> wow. She's like their escort and like their publicity. But person. she lives in District Twelve. No, she lives in the capital. She's in the. She's from the capital. But does she? Okay. So she's my next question: Does she go to each district, or no. she only District Twelve? Only Twelve. Okay, that's why she had a special relationship. Um. Yeah. 
Can we talk about some of the changes from book to me? Because there are some big ones that stick out to me. Mostly this first one. Where she got the pin. The pin came from the girl who is the mayor's daughter in the book. That's right. Yeah. And then two other big ones. One that I almost forget about. Peter loses his leg in the first games. He does. He He has a prosthetic leg throughout the entire series. And it like adds storylines because in the in Catching Fire he like gets tripped up in vines in the games because of his prosthetic leg and like I he's constant, about he that. loses yeah. a lot of agility, and I think it's literally because they didn't have the technology to like keep that. They could just cut his leg off. Oh well, <laughs> I think I think I think it definitely is the Dedication. fact that they were worried about it looking bad, which is fair. Like so, yeah. I mean, I think you know, I, this, I think I think the technology thing is a good point though. That also brings up a big point Wait, what do you that mean? I've well like. Obviously, they're like, not going to actually cut off his leg, yeah. so it might not look as convincing yeah. if he's still moving his leg at the knee. I guess they could do it. No, but. you're good. Um, there, I, th- I feel like it brings up a big point that people talk about a lot with these books is that like, when you see sorry, all of the characters come out of the games and they're just kind of like, fine, it kind of takes away the yeah the fact that these are really, really tra- traumatizing events for them, not just mentally, but physically. Like, not a single one of them that comes out of these games is supposed to be healthy like they yeah. are. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And I, th- I think it delves into that. I will say um, I understood the point of not having Katniss get the pin from the mayor's daughter. Because thinking of it like – what my, my great line when it comes to adapting a book to a movie is that – a page that describes someone walking down a hallway takes a minute to read, but would take five minutes of screen yeah. time to show, right? Like a, an yeah. entire chase sequence it would add a lot. can be a page. So, for example, with that, I think you show you show that she mm-hmm. barters for her family and keeps her family mm-hmm. alive. You get that. She happens to get it there. So then that when she gets selected, it's goodbye to her family, mm-hmm. go on the train. It kind of And you don't have to have that break where you introduce a character that you haven't mm-hmm. met and will never meet again. I'm fine with that choice. I do remember that when I watched. I was like, huh, that's different. But I think that was probably in an essence of time. And I do think, again, with Peta's leg thing, they probably could have done it if mm-hmm. they wanted to. But this movie only cost $78 million. When the movie got greenlit, the book had only sold 800,000 copies as opposed yeah. to its millions of copies. So I'm sure they didn't think they were going to get a double in budget. Yeah. which is Because yeah. later on, they probably could have done that. But mm-hmm. they just didn't. And then they wanted to wrap things up. So I think that was probably the reason for it. Now... As for the screenwriters, obviously Ross and Suzanne Collins did a lot of the work, but Billy Ray, not Cyrus, was also involved. He's written numerous films, including Captain Phillips, Richard Jewell, and other films including Overlord, Gemini Man, and Terminator Dark Fate. However, (laughs) you're not going to believe this, Davis. I better not believe this. Ainsley won't believe it either. Ray also worked with the advertising agency Barkley to help write the AMC Theater's 2021 We Make Movies Better. No! Starring Nicole Kidman. You're not going to believe this. What? That's my ghost writer name. (gasps) Ain't no way. I'm Billy Ray. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I knew it, Davis. Who knew? That's why the commercial sucks. I knew it. (laughs) (laughs) I can't. I'm kidding. Um... I just this movie's really good. Yeah. That's all that's like it it's, is really good. It starts I think there's a little things that are like for example, I think Peta is probably at his worst as a character in this movie. I find him very annoying. <laughs> oh, he is like wounded for like, he, <laughs> like I think it's so funny when he opens his eyes, he's like, Oh, I'm a rock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where did he get 
get the materials <laughs> to do that. Do you think what if someone like sent him a sponsor thing or something? With paint? They'd send him medicine. Yeah. He literally said, I don't, get, he I, said I don't get parachutes. Also, can we talk about the fact that the parachutes draw so much attention to where they are? No. Yeah, the way they beep so loud. Um, <laughs> what, what if somebody doesn't see him? What's man? the deal with the sponsor thing? Could they just send him like a Glock or something? That's what uh, I wrote in here. I wrote verbatim. I would send my tribute a Glock. <laughs> there's so, probably imagine over there like, oh yeah, good. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Davis. As yeah, but always. is it can only like Hamish send him anything, or could it be anybody? No, no, anybody. So, Hamish doesn't send him. He convinces people that are watching that have money to. send That's why it, the pre-game stuff is so important because they're trying to get people to like them to send them yeah. stuff. Because okay. it's like it's like a TV show and you're voting someone off the show. Like it's know, like so voted. messed up the way they're just treating them. Like it's crazy. Pawns. They're like they're. It's literally like. Look, I can interact with these yes, games. It is. It is commentary. It's a commentary on the writer strike of twenty. I'm just. Kidding. I'm oh. Just, oh, oh my god. god. Stuff up. I just made stuff. You're done. Oh, um, I just think that he is really, really annoying. Especially like at the end, that man is just going full on white knight. He's like, no, you need some medicine too. I'm not gonna let you go. I'm like, bro, you are dying, and she's killed. Two people. Well, I think Alex she's got is clearly unlocked. not a romantic. Alex, I think <laughs> I just know. I love it in the second movie. We're gonna get to that man. I was out here hooting, hollering, sob I through all of these movies. I don't think Alex believes people are just nice. No, they aren't. Nobody I, is, man. I agree. What? Right. Yeah. What? Um, I believe no, that he I'm would kidding. do that. I do want to say uh, two more things. I know I've been talking a lot about. I think this movie kind of two things. And yes, I'm talking about the music. I think that. It elevates it so significantly. And yes, I have specific pieces that you can listen to. The trumpets? Yes. So there's Tenuous Winners <laughs> slash Returning Home, which is the song at the very end when they're about to eat the berries by James Newton Howard. There's also Rue's Farewell, mm. same by James Newton Howard. I really think that scene with Rue is where this film elevates itself from a good movie to like, oh my goodness, this movie is going to take... Because my dad was crying in the theater when that when Rue got gone. So he was sharing tissues with Miss Renee. He was getting emotional. We're in the Crescent. It's a packed house and he is boo-hooing when Rue gets got, man. I, I can say make it, it through... When she actually dies, but the second it cuts back to District 11 and you see everybody like. And the music plays. I lose my mind. Ruth's Farewell is a masterpiece. That's everybody, great. everybody, if you feel inclined, listen to it because it's amazing. And it, it, like, it, I really did love the one thing this series has over the books is the ability to go to the other districts and it contribute to the world building because obviously mm -hmm. the book lives off of Katniss's perspective. But like, right. cutting to District 11 at that moment is like mm -hmm. the. Perfect. That, I mean, that is the. Whoever decided that. Good job, Genius. guys. Really, really it, incredible. It showed cut. the first, the very first little spark of like the districts mm -hmm. fighting back. Exactly, exactly. Because I mean, when this little innocent girl is a victim of this horrendous game, you just can't. And again, the music is so, so Ooh, good. Alex. See, what? Oh, go ahead. Okay. I was just going to say, like, when all, obviously in every game somebody dies, but the second another tribute actually reacts emotionally to that is what does it. Like, yeah. They could have gotten upset about anybody from their district dying in past games, but it's because somebody else shows, like, this is not okay. This is not what's supposed to be happening. Like, yeah. Absolutely. And I think additionally, like, I, Jennifer Lawrence does a great job with it. First when the music's playing, when she's singing, and then later on when she's just, like, trying to scrape the blood. It's just, yeah. it's so good. Brayden, you had something to say. I wrote down, I love the choice they made when, at the beginning, the bloodbath, there was no music. It was just like the high pitch. Yes. Oh, yeah, that it was, was silent. Mo movies overuse that takeaway sound, but it fits so well. It also, blood is this movie is violent. It was it very is. violent. Blood is going everywhere, man. I'm, I couldn't believe it. The, da the dang Tracker Jacker lady. It's, I, I know, but the, the later movies actually don't have it. I can't watch like the Tracker Jacker part. That part Ooh, is crazy. I have to leave the room. I don't like 
don't like those. that part is crazy. Happened to me one time. I'm, I'm not a bug person. Happened to me one time too. Uh, Davis, actually, um, you got any extra things to say on this movie? Let me see my notes. Uh, I said, why is everyone so evil? Um, <laughs> that's a good note. I wrote down, I like oh. that she shoved him for having a crush on her. I said, <laughs> oh my gosh, was good, yeah. that was so funny. That- I said, I bet his cakes went crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, this, oh, my big thing was, does she actually like PETA? Which obviously was answered in like the last I can movie. literally tell you when it when it happened. What are you when doing over there? <laughs> I hear ASMR over there. I'm so sorry. I'm eating Cheerios and trying to keep it really quiet. What, what do you got, though? What, when's the moment? When, okay, so I watched the, all four movies over the last two days, and I tried to pay attention to when the moment was, and I swear, I think it was in... It wasn't... I think it's in Catching Fire when he hits the force field and she yes. like yeah, loses yeah, yeah. her mind. I'm pretty sure that's it. But like the whole first movie, she's like, I don't like this guy. But then she's like, no, I like him. And like there's even that ending point at the very end when I don't remember who says it's it, but they confusing. talk about forgeting it. And does it does Peter say, I don't want to forget? Or is it? He does. Ca- yes. He does. And then, and then the music swells again. Oh, my God. This main theme. It, I cry. It's, it's so tattooed on my brain. Good. I love it. It's so, so, the trumpets? so good. No. Well, we can talk about why we hate Gail because oh. Gail is like, oh, you kissed Peter. That's in the second movie, though. No, yeah, he says keep, it in the first. Yes, they keep cutting to him, like when they do. No, but he doesn't say it again in the first. That's in the second one when they, when they, when they, um, I don't know. when she's like, I'm, it was all an act. And he's like, like, well, it's pretty convincing. Movie. But it, that, so that's actually when they marketed the final movie. They said they wanted to market it like one eight-hour movie, mm-hmm. which is an interesting, interesting strategy. Whoa! I have some more notes. Do you want to hear? Them? We do have three more movies to get to. Yeah, so go ahead, don't worry. Go ahead, hurry um, um, I said they should make a movie on how much damage this did to Tumblr millennials back in the day. Um, that was funny. Um, yeah, that's true. Just a few more funny things I wrote. Uh, there's nothing more efficient than a bowl full of paper to pull out their names. <laughs> yeah, thinking. they have all yeah. the technology in the world. <laughs> yeah, okay, just write your names on a piece of paper, everyone. Um, they're gonna Joe Pesci Interstellar guy, which they did. And I said, what? I don't know. I said, what does Cadence was like? I don't know what this was supposed to say. What I think it's supposed to say, what if Katniss was like, yeah, PETA, together. And then when they're about to eat it, she went, ha, get effed. And then she did the <laughs> You know, there were theories about the bowl that every name in the women's bowl was Prims. There are theories that they, because you know the Capitol has film of everything. Right. They knew that Katniss was sneaking out. They knew that she was doing things she wasn't supposed to. And so every single name in the bowl was Prims. As a way to get her, like, to shut it's her a down. Frozen envelope. Theory. I, 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 don't, I don't know if I vibe with that reference. because specifically I like the idea that it's just a random yeah. person. Yeah, it's that just gets a selected theory. It's not necessarily true. Ooh, I wrote down the point of the putting your name in there multiple times. How Gail's is in there forty-seven times. Oh yeah, from like the food thing to get yeah. more food. Mm-hmm. That's, so that's, that's a reason very... to have more kids. Is because t- the kids are the only one. Well, sorry. I guess what you do you mean? Like, that. It's like a welfare like, thing you're, you're getting Yeah, at? like your, the kids are the only ones that are allowed to like put in for more food. Like oh, adults yeah. can't do it. So, okay, and so okay. it's like a reason to have kids is to I get see. more and food. And that just gives the capital more people to choose from. Exactly. Last, last note, and I think we probably got to move on. We'll give it a rating. I like how they able to include President Snow in this. Donald Sutherland's great in like all three of his scenes, oh, including yeah. one where Cynic's like, who doesn't like another dog? And he's like, I don't. This yeah, he's so so good. Donald Sutherland is a treasure. We will certainly he's talk great. about it. But I love the fact that the movie ends with him. Mm-hmm. Like it ends with the supervillain going, "All right, time to start killing people." <laughs> it's perfect, man. I have a lot of notes about all their names being pretty silly. They are. I'll talk about it hey, in the second movie. Lastly, though, what did you think about what Cato meant when he said, "I'm dead anyway" at the very end? Because I wrote that die. down. Like nobody. I mean, he said like 
She was like, do it, kill us both, I'm dead anyway, and I always was. I thought it was because he was already wounded. Yeah, that's what I thought, because he was, like, pretty messed up. I mean, yeah, but then he says, I always I always have been, I didn't realize it until now. He's definitely talking about, like, Emotionally dead? Yeah. Like, is, is it because the fact that he realized that he trained his entire life to do this horrible thing? Probably. Yeah. And maybe. now he's broken? Okay. Or yeah. maybe President Snow was setting up Katniss to win. No. Ain't no way. No, no. And he with that, we'll move on. Actually, let's go to rating. Out of 10, I'm going to give it an 8. Oh, was my turn. I was yeah. also going to give it like a seven and a half, eight. Eight point two. What is wrong? Five. Seven point eight. Okay. All right. All right. Oh my goodness. Uh, it's not your fault. Braden's very annoying. Anyway, um, <laughs> I always do that. The, <laughs> I know. I'm I know. Give it a eight point zero one one two. Yeah. So I think. Anyway, uh, I'm going to give it a three point one four one five nine two six five out of five. Okay, you're done. I'm not anyway, going to laugh at that's that. That's it. That was pretty good. The Hunger Games oh, catching uh, fire. Who decided that was pretty good? Everybody from the original film, plus additions of Philip Seymour Hoffman as Plutarch Heavensby, so Jeffrey good. Wright as B.T. Latier, Toby Jones is back briefly, uh, Sam Claflin as Finnick. <laughs> it's Odair, isn't it? Didn't I say that? You said Odor. Oh, Odair. My mistake. Well, people, people, You're people, welcome. People adore him, <laughs> said, so Lord have mercy. I don't even want the jokes I could make right now. Anyway, um, Lynn Cohen as Mags. Jenna Malone as Johanna Mason. Oh, also good. Meta Golding as an Abaria. Alan Richson, Rich Richson as Gloss. That's pretty cool. Um, good to see that he's in it. Then Steph Dawson as Annie Cresta and many more. It's now directed by Francis Lawrence. So we got some background on that. But Lawrence made his feature length directorial debut with the superhero thriller Constantine. Mm-hmm. He has since directed post apocalyptic horror film I Am Legend, mm-hmm. the romantic drama Water for Elephants, and spy thriller Red Sparrow. Screenplay by Simon Bufoy and Michael DeBrun. We're going to get into their backstory a little bit later. Cinematographer by Joe Williams, edited by Alan Edward Bell. And once again, James Newton Howard is back, creating more magic. It's incredible. This film released in November of 2013 and is two hours and 26 minutes, the longest film in the series. So it is This is my favorite. This I mean, is my favorite, too. I was very pleasantly, because I hadn't seen it in a while. I don't know why. It's It's been hard to find these on streaming service, but I watched it with a uh, bunch of friends of the show. I, I've been told I have to call them that now because they've been relegated to just friends, and apparently they need to be called friends of the show. So anyway, I watched it with a bunch <laughs> of friends of the show. Thank you. What? Thank you. That's why I always say friends of the show. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I was very, very pleasantly surprised by how much I enjoyed this movie. It's I so good. so many notes. It's like, so I good. I really loved the first one, but it wasn't immune of the criticism. Of, uh, like, I was eye-rolling when Peter was saying some stupid nonsense, or I was eye-rolling mm-hmm. here and there, and the, you know, the shaky cam I had beef with, but it's still a good movie. Mm. This movie, it's, it's kind of like the first I, one. I got caught like... up in it, man. I, My <laughs> notes are really vague, but one of them says, hell yeah, this rips. Which means I really <laughs> liked it. <laughs> Oh, Davis, never change, man. I wasn't planning on it. There That's you go. That's what you write in people's yearbooks. Hell yeah, this rips. Never oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> no, never change. Have a great summer. So, never change. Hell yeah, this rips. Sydney, man. before Davis said his stupidity, you were saying something. <laughs> I feel like the first movie kind of feels like if a teenager made a movie and it turned out to be really good and you were impressed, but like a teenager still made the movie. Like Aragorn. And then Aragorn. this movie comes out and you're just like. This is a whole nother level. Like yeah. a team the production of value, so good. it's you get, so good. The first movie's like the pilot, and then they're like, "Okay, now let's make it good, better, rather." Like it, it builds on so many things. Every single performance is better. I think like Liam Hemsworth yes. takes a step further. Jennifer Lawrence takes another step further. Peta does a lot better. Peta is so he is like he's fantastic. The heart of this movie. Oh my gosh, the I like the, the scene when they're talking about how he, nobody would miss him, and she says, "I would." I, 
Oh my yeah, goodness. Does she, does she like him or not? Yes! 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 That's a weird way Davis, of showing it. Davis, I can explain this to you in two seconds. I'm going to count wow. you down. Davis is clearly Love never- triangle. Gail, perfect match. Seems like the best option. Friends the whole life. Oh, two seconds. Peta. Okay, you can't tell me. <laughs> Peta. Comes out of nowhere, doesn't really know if she actually likes him, because what if it was just because they were in the games together and they had to use each other to keep each other alive? Uh Gail represents the violence in her life, Uh which is not what she needs in the end, and Peter represents peace. Uh Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. So, okay, I I will qualify with this. One of my main criticisms of these next three movies specifically is that it very much takes Katniss to task for... For example, like the the film is trying to explore, is the term trauma bonding? There feels like there's a yeah. better term out there, but it's the idea. Probably. Of, you know, okay, is, yeah, there we go. The then. Term. So it's the idea that, of course, for those who you don't share know, trauma and you exactly, it, it brings people together. So that's the whole point of the Peta and Katniss relationship is to explore. Well, maybe it is because they just went to war together and killed a bunch of people. But why is why does she hate him in the beginning? Because okay, I'm getting there. So oh, sorry, he's getting there. So trying to be emotionally. I think I think the film doesn't really handle that well but as for Katniss's hatred at the beginning I mean wh- why does any person with PTSD distance themselves from people at any point I, I think, think he's a reminder of exactly him. that okay. too so why, she's trying to I, put as much space between her and because I mean you think about the, I loved the opening of the first film the opening of this one is her just staring off in the distance with a 10,000 yard stare just wondering if it's ever going to end I would just like to say I think it does do the romance well it was just a few like <clears throat> I have a new cat. She was she was meowing the whole time. You know? <laughs> so I'll blame it on her. Yeah. What is that? What? <laughs> Your cat was interrupting the movie. Yeah. She kept pausing it. Clearly. I'm making a joke. But I'm just saying. I think it does it well. I just have a few. I just want clarification. I, think I don't think the movie have... does as well obviously as a the book. Books. Yeah, a book's going to explain a lot yeah. more. You can be inside their heads, but you obviously can't. I really think do it doesn't the explore the trauma bonding as well as it could have. But overall, I think it does a lot of things pretty well. And again, it. Pays when you've got really good actresses, yep. actor and actresses. That I think can play all the side character. characters are so good too. Yeah. I would agree. 100%. Like Philip Seymour so Hoffman. Yeah. Every He's line awesome. he does is perfect. He's he so, reminds so me of like a Dumbledore type character. The way that he's like behind the scenes, he's, he's so got silly. he's got a plan going on in his mind that nobody else knows. I would about. agree with that, and I think this is again one of the great additions this movie could make is that we don't do we meet him in the book except for maybe a moment, but we still get to see him running the games, which is again something we did not get to see is he in, in the, the novel. I mean, he, he yeah, is. he is. He, okay. he it's just he's I'll not the first. He's not featured in Catching Fire as much because again, he's in he's outside the arena and we're watching it all from Katniss's perspective. Oh, the line, the line he says where he's like. What kind of dress is she going to wear? Flogging. What's the cake? Oh, my gosh. That is so good. That's not in the book, but. Yeah, exactly. So that's the the one addition, and which is why I think this movie does the best, is that it adds the most post books because Mockingjay definitely expands the scope and we meet all these other characters. This film adds a lot of President Snow and Plutarch (laughs) stuff that is awesome because when you've got. Donald Sutherland and Philip Seymour Hoffman going toe-to-toe with each other. It's Mm going to be a good scene no matter what. You really don't have to give them anything, but clearly whatever they give them is just gold. Because I I wrote down, why does it seem like President Snow's dialogue is written better than any other part of this movie? Maybe it's just a credit to those two actors. Maybe he's ad-libbing. I mean, I I don't know, man. Donald Sutherland, it was so so good. Like, even in the third movie, um, Cohen quotes him incorrectly, and he gets mad at that. I was like, hey, man. That was, I hope Donald Sutherland just said off the dome. Because that meant. That's funny. He's so good. But I just think I agree with that. Everything they do with Plutarch and Do- President Snow is just uh, the plot magic. twist. 
This is one of the best plot twists where it's like they're taking all the victors. It's just like, oh, my God. I cannot See, begin okay. to describe how I felt when I read that off a page. Yes. I had to like walk around the house. I was like, I got, I got to take a breath, man. I, I can't believe this. I can't quite figure out exactly what their plan was. I was I like did the most brain racking thinking <laughs> I could possibly do the other night when I was watching it. Did they want to get all of the victors out? But he had to play the games out as long as possible. Yes. And then when she blew up the arena, that, like, messed things up. So then what was the actual plan? Like, how so was he actually going to break they into the arena? They planned to blow it up. BD planned to blow it up. That's why he got electrocuted at the end. Yeah, because he, he wrapped the wire yeah, on, she and planned out, on right? sticking the, the yes. pole in the wall. And then once the lightning struck the tree, it was going to so explode that was the plan aside. But then but she's she like... she did it. But yeah, he, well, she, she kind of did the same that. thing then. Well, yeah, but she just it's, shot it in the sky. He was just going to go to a wall because right, they were at the edge of the force fields. He was just going to go right over okay. to it. But then he gets paralyzed from the So it was half of them down. knew the whole time. Exactly. And they didn't tell her. And the whole point was that... Peter knew. Yes. Peter, no, Peter didn't He didn't know. Wait, I thought... No, he Are didn't. We, he knew about, like, the alliances, but he didn't know about the plan. Okay. Really? Okay, I thought him. I thought Because he end. was trying to leave and go with Katniss that whole time. Wait, that's right. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah, my that's bad right. then. Okay, I like bad. the little, Sorry. like, hints of, like, when they're in the training thing, and you see, like, Finnick and Beatty, like, make eyes at each other, and, like, oh. he starts laughing, and you're like, they know. I or, didn't notice that. Or, like, when, when Joanna was like, I, I did that for you, and she was like, what? That was was like, the morphling like sacrifices. Oh yes, 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 yes. I teared up when Peter was like, "Look at the sky, it's so beautiful." That was oh, that, that, that made me oh tear up. I'm, I'm oh a my god! Baby. And the way Katniss looks at him when he's doing that, like, oh, it makes me oh, so when Hamish. Hamish, that's one of the best lines. Is he's like, "You could live a thousand lifetimes and never deserve that boy." I can't. It's so I, sick I, I cannot. I cannot begin what to tell you how thirteen-year-old me had that entire exchange about his favorite color being sunset orange. Yes. You guys printed on my brain. My for years. favorite color was green and orange because of that movie for like three years. <laughs> Tremendous. Tremendous. Yeah. Well, we have to talk about how hot Finnick is. Oh, I think it's we necessary. Do. That like puzzle piece necklace and he's thing so, that he wears. He's so good. The, he's like sugar cube, everybody. Oh. The way that he, he keeps up, on that sugar cube. But the way <laughs> that he like <laughs> keeps up that persona like, and that's no, like nothing like what he is. Yes. Like the different and I, I understand what do you mean? That, Say that again. The way that he keeps this persona up to oh, well, yeah, yeah. to keep that capital happy. And then like that versus what he's like in Mocking Jay, which mm. to be fair, in Mocking Jay he is like really depressed because Annie's not there. But he's just so quiet and toned down and like cares about the people around him and like you don't see that at all mm-hmm. in Catching Fire. He's the capital darling. Yes. Yeah. Didn't Woody Harrelson call him humble and then they're like yeah yeah right but he actually is humble. Yes exactly. Yeah exactly. That's that. It, that's that's what my favorite thing about all these movies is the fact that it's always one constant good. game. Good, yeah. What? To be fair he does look good. He looks yeah, great. I mean, he's pretty good. Everybody looks good. He's pretty <laughs> awesome. Uh, that, that, Joanna in the elevator. Hot. <laughs> I, so that was one of, my, one of my favorite things about – so one thing that I think this movie – and I saw this in my notes. It really – and I miss bringing it up is that the fact that all the white roses smell god-awful. And in the books, that's like a – isn't that a whole thing where like Katniss is like the stench of them is just everywhere? Yeah. They miss it on that. Yeah. However, the elevator scene is adapted about as perfectly as possible yeah. with every single expression by Jennifer Lawrence looking like she wants to just dive off the top of it. That was pretty it's funny. It's so it was, funny. It was I, hilarious. I could watch that scene a million times and never be satisfied. Was it in the second one where, like, Hamish like, hey, meet this guy, and she he kisses her, and yeah, she's like, yeah. what the yeah. Her, her yeah. Face They're all so weird, so and I love it. He's, he's like, oh, he's very friendly. I'll see you later. And I'm like, Hamish, hey, does she know? Which also wasn't, um... 
didn't we don't we learn in the lore that Hamish was in the 50th Hunger Games? It he wasn't was. yeah. wasn't it that it was 48 tributes? Yes, mm-hmm. yes. And do you want to know how he won his games? Um, I can't remember. It's it's like it's important to the storyline of the history of. Pen Can Am. I make a joke? Nah, no, just say it. <laughs> he won his games because it was him and one last person left, and he had figured out that he could touch the barrier of the like the arena that they were in, and it would like things would bounce off of it. And so he lured the last tribute to the edge of the thing and they threw an axe at him and he dodged it knowing that it would hit the force field and bounce back and kill them. And that was supposed to be like one of the first people being defiant against the Capitol and using what they made oh, against them. Oh, okay. cool lord. Does this say this in the book or? This yeah. is in the books. Yeah. 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 So one? it doesn't matter. Do you it's also, do you guys know how the 25th Hunger Games was done? Speaking of quarter quills. Isn't that what is in the Songbirds? They did like Fortnite or something, right? The Songbird so, one is the 10th. The 10th. Okay, never the mind. The 25th, um, you didn't get the tributes reaped. The districts had to vote. <gasps> I did oh, hear about that. Imagine, Can you imagine? You're in imagine middle school that. and some girl kisses the guy that you like. like, you're like and so you just you're like, go for her. Yeah, you're done. You're done. Who would y'all vote for? You. No one. If you had to vote for someone, Sydney, who would you vote for? Uh, out of what pool of people? Out of the people in this room. Yeah, who would you vote I for? I would have the most faith in Davis surviving. I would vote for... <laughs> This microphone. Oh, Sydney. Well, I've cop out. There's a plurality on me already. Sydney, so because, I have of the, to because go. of that cop okay. out, you're getting <laughs> I would vote for Davis just because I think he has the most likelihood of making it out. Yeah, I got no chance. I don't, I'm not sure what Actually, those it's because we don't criteria. like you. Yeah, hey, man, yeah, you're yeah. from Grand Bay, Alabama. You can I just feel like Davis this. would just figure out some just whack way to make it out of the game. You'd be like Beatty when you electrocute the last seven minutes. Yeah, I feel crazy. like it would be very whack if I got out. Just saying. No. Oh, le- okay. <laughs> okay. Whatever. Okay. Caesar's theme song. Alex. Music. Ah, uh, yes. It's so that that sound design is really nice. All of it. It's just the juxtaposition between that, of course, and then obviously the harsh hitting scores that go on during the entire Hunger Games. James and Howard is just as good. The arena crumbling um, mm. theme that he introduces at the very end tends to be like the motif for the next two films specifically. It's a kind of based on Ruse. Very well with a bit of a twist to yeah. it. It's amazing. Listen to that one too if you want. I mean, it has really good. And again, I think that's the thing is that these are emotional moments, but they are they are present of certain tropes and elements. But if music can elevate anything, and it elevates so many of these moments so significantly, like even the Katniss getting pulled up into the sky thing mm-hmm. looks like the ending of Grease. But since the music is swelling, you don't care because yeah. it's awesome. So who cares? And like that's that's the magic of it is that it can elevate any scene from. <laughs> Good, passable to great, and never going to forget that. As is with Ruse Farewell, which is etched in pop culture for yeah. eternity and then some. I really love that whole show scene where they're all basically like, "This sucks." Trying to get it to yeah. end. Even the careers yes. are like, "This yeah, sucks." The all hold their hands up they're trying every single thing that they. No, what did Snow say? Of. I wrote this down because it was funny. He said, "Look at them holding hands. I want them dead." And <laughs> they cut off the lights on them, right? No, Pita and so, the baby. So <gasps> if it weren't for the baby. <laughs> Oh my, oh, that man! He is really so good. smart. He is literally the OG PR king. He Man's is. Good he's doing. good at it. So that was one of my. I remember reading this second book, and immediately it gripped me with the interaction between her and President Snow in the house. And I love that because, you know, Katniss is still doing her. I'm toying with everyone. I don't care. Y'all suck. I'm defiant. Which is kind of how she did the end of the first film. And Hamish is like, "You don't get it. You're done. Yeah. Like it's you don't get it. They are gonna try and kill you." Is basically what he said. At the end is like. I'm, she's like, I'm not mad that, or I'm so sorry that they're upset. And he's like, you don't get it. And then at the end, or at the beginning of this film, 
It's the same thing, kind of. They're, you know, toying with each other. And then Snow just goes, you should imagine thousands upon thousands of your people dead. And I'm like, oh, my God. Donald Sutherland, man, what a treasure. He's not wrong because there were 10,000 people in that district and 951 made it out. That's true. Donald Sutherland, honestly, I'm not going to lie. I am that guy that really likes villains. I started clapping when Snow shows up on screen, man, because I know it's going to be a good scene. I'm just Sir. saying. When he pulls up, you know it's going to be a good scene. Don't hang out with Alex throughout times in history. Genghis Khan shows up. Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> Bro, come I, on. Now, you oh know, God, you know exactly what I mean. I'm messing with you. Yeah, I know you are. Very You funny. never see him sweat, but the second that all the TVs turn off when she destroys the arena, Ooh. and he starts, like, he oh. starts calling for... Uh, What's he's like Plutarch? Yeah. And then he's like looking around and you can tell that he just is like, oh, what is happening? Yeah. Like that's yeah. the one of the only times you see him actually oh, Exactly. He's Senna's death scene. That's traumatic. I don't want to talk about that. Yeah, and the, you know, originally they're gonna put a Lenny Kravitz song over that. <laughs> okay, oh. Davis. I want to get away. <laughs> And then, and then, and then the fly away part starts as the tube goes up. Fly away. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so good. I'm going to say it later. I think we might get copyrighted for how good that was. Like, it just know, sounded man. like the, uh, Lenny, like the Lenny actual might, thing. Lenny might say, I'm going to add that in my next song, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dub that in. Anyway. <laughs> oh, I, did you, oh, never mind. I was going to give you a Lenny Kravitz song recommendation. Oh. Since, y'all, since y'all are Zoe Kravitz fans so much. Yes. I didn't say that. Y'all like Zoe Kravitz? I mean, I like her. I guess. Yeah, I like. Well, she's on fun. his 2000 album, Mama said he has a song called "Flowers for Zoe," which is it's a good song. That's, That's really so precious. Cute. Yeah. It's a good Zoe song. Kravitz was in my town one time. <gasps> cool. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about how much we hate Gail? Yeah, yet? go ahead. Yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. He's so annoying. I hate, him. I hate him. I wasn't a big fan of him, but like, yeah. He's the just so. I wasn't choosing sides. I was like, oh, I want. I, I did want Peter to end up with her, but I wasn't like, oh, I'm I'm Team Peter. No, I like I just hate that they made this whole like triangle when it's not even a triangle. Like he shouldn't even be an option. Mm-hmm. Nope, she's conflicted. Uh, no. Oh, and they make them Obviously kiss so much in the Ew! movies. I was like, <laughs> there's at least one kiss between them in every movie. Every yeah, time I was like, this so... is disgusting. She, she really, she's really. Hey, man, maybe physical touch is her love language, man. I don't know. It is not. Every time we gotta he, get her to take the test. What does he say <laughs> in the last movie? What does he say in the last movie where he's like they kiss and he's like it's like kissing someone drunk? Oh yeah, oh, that it doesn't weird. count. I was like, <laughs> what the what? hell? <laughs> so okay, that that is like, like every time <laughs> he is crazy. He's he's crazy. He's like, why are you kissing this other dude? Oh, and now you have to pretend to like him. Like, woe is me. Shut up, Gail. Okay, he is. I'm I'm, we'll talk about what he does at the end. Okay, oh. yeah, we are going to get into that. He's okay. So he's a lot more annoying in the later movies, and I, and I certainly want to talk about that, especially in Mockingjay Part Two. I really just also want to add a little a little fun detail. I noticed when watching it is when the games are about to begin. It's this big fanfare and stuff, and then rather than Plutarch saying some super dramatic, let the games begin, he's like, let's start. Which I think sort of maybe shows his detestment yeah. for the entire event as a whole, because he's yeah. like he Seneca had a flair for the theatrics, and Plutarch's like. Let's, Let's go, go, guys. Yeah. He's Let's very, go. he's very, he's very grounded. Oh, in that. we're starting. Yeah. When we were talking um, about the baby thing. I always thought it was interesting how nobody like cared when all of these people that they loved for years were about to just have to go die. But the second they hear about a baby, right? They're like, no, oh, this is it. We're done. Well, it shows their vanity and their yeah, and their just lack of genuine sincerity. Because the truth is, they didn't care much. Like that's how they more said, the storyline. They care more about the storyline exactly than yeah, the they, actual they, people. Like it, it was like it was like um, 
like how nostalgia gets crowds to react. It was like, oh my god, a plot twist. <gasps> they, right. they don't care. They don't. They, none of it it's matters. It's so sad at any too, point. though, that every single one of them is so brainwashed like that. I've seen things about how how much do you think um, Caesar actually understand? Oh no. So we actually were talking about that. I'm glad you brought up that up because that reminds me. Of something. We were talking about that. When um, he tells them to cut the show when they're all holding hands. He, yeah. And then he knows. Course, he know. Oh, yeah. No, that's his point. And that is the point is that I think the movie and the – and again, because they can show us these characters more. They can show us Caesar more often. They can show us they, – they, they're trying to lure us in. And it's basically taking what was the Effie approach because the whole point of Effie's character is that, oh, she's so fun-loving. and mm-hmm. But she she's as, as much of an involved in the capital society as anybody. I think she's yeah. different from him, though, because you see her start to figure it out and start to be against all of it towards the end. And she even, like, you know, she leaves. She goes to yeah. District 13. But Caesar, some people were like, well, he didn't ask for his job. He inherited it. And no, he, he tries to make all these kids look good so that they can get – um, what are they called? Uh, sponsors. Sponsors. So maybe that's his way of helping them when he has so little to do. I don't think so. I think no. he literally just tries to make them look good for the storyline. Oh, you know, because sucks. then in Mockingjay, we see him interviewing Peta, and like Peta gets like attacked after that and like ripped away, and he's being tortured. There's no way that Caesar doesn't know that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely no. not. Yeah, no, he's 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 terrible. He is, and I think he's an yeah, arm of the state. Exactly. The but his trumpet song. Oh. Everything they do is justified for that. It's, it's so, so... Stanley Tucci's so good. <laughs> he is really good. He's he always so, steals a show whenever he's in a He's like, so, so good. Also, his those eyebrows wigs look pretty good. matching his hair. Thumbs up for the wigs. First of yeah. all, Mark Strong, I get him mixed up with Stanley Tucci. I do, yeah. But every time I see Mark Alan Strong. Tudyk, I'm like, oh, Stanley... T- oh, uh, it's not Stanley Tucci. What's his really? name? I can never remember Alan Tudyk's name, but I always think it's Stanley Tucci. I know it's not Stanley Tucci, Yeah. but like that's the name Stanley that Stanley Tucci my just mind. has such range. But Mark he's Strong looks a lot like Stanley Tucci. Hey, man, dude, Stanley Tucci was the lawyer in uh, Spotlight. He's everywhere, He's man. He's the mom in... Er, <laughs> the, the dad in EZA. <laughs> yes! He has such range. Awesome. Love Good. it. Love it. He is... Let me give you one more thing. Stanley Tucci is... God. He's a guy in Devil Wears Prada. Oh, there you go. Stanley Tucci. Oh, I liked... I loved when they went to District 11 and eulogized Rue. I'm sorry. Oh, that, that, that had was me, good. That had me like standing Oh, up. my God. I cross so hard doing that part when they like rip her away and then they kill yeah. the old man and then they're upstairs in the attic and she doesn't, she's like, just tell me how to get home. And he's like, you don't understand. You never get off this train. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh my God. You're never, you're never going home at any point ever. I think there's so many good parts like in the game too. I would, like, I would agree. That the, the, the whole clock thing scare me so the much. The fog. Yeah, it's all adapted Those are really cool. well. Those are like that's the thing is that I think so the scary. mutts would have looked more like the novel if it ha- if the film had this budget because mm-hmm. this movie, it those cost, monkeys looked real. It cost one hundred and thirty to one hundred forty million dollars. It made eight hundred and sixty five million. It was the fifth highest grossing film of twenty thirteen. The highest grossing film released by Lionsgate and the highest grossing entry in the Hunger Games series. We're not done yet, though. Film set records for the biggest November opening weekend, biggest three and five day Thanksgiving box office totals, surpassing the first film's box office grosses by over five or one hundred and fifty million. Excuse me. It ranks as the thirtieth highest grossing film at the domestic box office and was the highest grossing film at the domestic box office of twenty thirteen, becoming the first two D film since The Dark Knight to top the yearly box office, as well as the f- first film with a female or a lead female actor to top the box office since The Exorcist in 1973. Wow. So 50 years since The Exorcist this is the first film with a female lead to top the box office. Ouch. So, yeah, not, 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 not great. Not great. Also, um, as for screenplay, it was by Simon 
Bufoy and Michael DeBrun. Bufoy went on to win the 2009 Academy Award for Best Adapted Screenplay for Slumdog Millionaire, as mm-hmm. well as winning a Golden Globe and a BAFTA Award. He also wrote 127 Hours, Salmon Fishing in the Yemen, Everest, and Battle of the Sexes. Now, DeBrun's credit, his name is actually Michael Ardent, but goes under pseudonyms including Michael DeBrun. He won an Academy Award for Best Original Screenplay for Little Miss Sunshine, was nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay for Toy Story 3, and this made Arndt the first screenwriter ever to be nominated for both Academy Awards for Original Screenplay and Best Adapted Screenplay. And also he wrote The Force Awakens and Oblivion. I think the, the script is really, really – and that probably is why Peter and Katniss's moments are better off is because – what? Don't worry, Alex. I, I'm worrying about it. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's my spiel on the fun facts about that one. And – also, Gary Ross left because of the tight and fitted schedule they expected to do on the Hunger Games because they had to balance Jennifer Lawrence's schedule because she was simultaneously filming X-Men Days of Future Past during this time. Yeah, a movie oh, yeah. I also love. Great movie. Yeah, exactly. The best X-Men movie. <clears throat> uh, 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 well, Logan. Mm, I can't, that's his own thing. That's true. That's a fair point. That's a fair Logan's point. Logan and then X-Men with the X-Men title, Days of Future Past is the best one. That's a, that's a fair point. The second one that's really good. Uh, first Class is okay. First class the first X-Men good. and the second X-Men are both really good. But then good. there's the one that was around the same time as Days of Future Past that's really good. Uh, um, Deadpool. <laughs> I'll look into it. It's X-Men First Class. Is that the one? Maybe it's yeah. Anyway, any final thoughts on Catching Fire before we move Uh, on? The end, there is no District 12. That was pretty crazy. That whole ending, I really I remember reading that and being like, what? I liked liked all that. That was really crazy. If you finish that movie thinking she doesn't love PETA with the way that she freaks out the second she knows that they didn't save him. But obviously she loves him in some way. Maybe she won't like admit it to herself or something, but like yeah. she doesn't want to be with him was my thing. Well, and also like, like when when you read the book, like does she actually love him? There's a lot. There's a lot about her not wanting to get married and not wanting to have kids because she doesn't want them to grow up in the world that yeah. she did. So I think that like she doesn't realize that you know things are going to end up being okay because they saved the world. Um, so she's probably still like trying to fight that. Like yeah. I don't want to give into this because what's the alternative? I bring kids into this world and. and they have to suffer the same things we did. I think and when she kisses him on the beach is a good yeah, I turning and I point. I also would when, again on the beach uh, echo the sentiment brought up earlier. I don't remember who specifically said it, but the fact that he does serve as a reminder of you know yeah. a horrible time. Like I mean I, I'm and again that's kind of the point that it's trying to explore and look into as best it can. I think it does it relatively well. But why don't we go ahead and give Catching Fire a rating? Because we do have two more movies to discuss before we wrap this. It's just There's kind of one long movie to be fair. Uh, yeah, I know that, but we Eight. still have to. Interesting. Eight. Braden? Nine point one. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> 9.3. What, 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 what pushed it to the point one there? Um, Finnick. Oh, okay. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> he did look good. The way that we're just giggling. I'll make it 8.5 for Lenny. I'm just saying. I'll give it a... I want to get up. I'll give it a nine. I like it. I like it. It's a good movie. I gave it the highest. There you yeah. go. Yeah. I mean, you know, if it, you know. My last Actually, note, I changed my score to 9.4. If it, if it, okay, <laughs> you know what? I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's all fun and games until I raise my Transformers score by three points because Megan Fox is in it. Anyway, we're going to move on to. I mean, I hate those I movies. Alex, have you no shame? It is Women's History Month. <laughs> the only. <laughs> <laughs> I know that was the point. Oh, oh that was the point. Oh, okay, yeah. Yes, it was a. Oh my God, I forgot that it was women. Women's History Month. <laughs> I sat here for what so long, like, what are. is he talking Dave, about? It's Dave, not Dave Women's was, History Dave Month was like, anymore. no Women's History Month episode? And I was like, oh. Wow, Alex. Wait, the, if, if I had planned properly, the Greta Gerwig episode would have gone, hey, we're doing the Hunger this Games. This one kind of works. The, the first, the first, the most successful female-led movies Afterthought. in 50 years. 
It you, wasn't intentional. It's like, it's like, on my, on, are you with that when I forgot it was Women's History Month? And I was like, oh, okay, so next week I'm going to Women's History Month episode. But here's a Stevie Wonder song where he's singing about how he loves a woman. Have you hit Women's History Month? History it's like you retroactively apply. You're like, yeah, Women's History Month. Look, man, I'm sorry, okay? You know. Okay. It's okay. Davis, we know Alex and Davis in real plan. life. You've already scheduled them all. You know them in real life. We know Alex and Davis in real life, and we know that they Shut love down. women. It's okay. <laughs> Hi, I'm Alex. She's I, singing, love, I love, love women. <laughs> I apologize to women everywhere. That's a <laughs> Roger. <laughs> we oh can vouch for that. Apologize to women. God. No, you <laughs> know who should like apologize to, to women? Gail. Yes. Gail needs so, to apologize to women. Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 1. Oh. Only major additions are Julianne Moore as President Alma Coyne <laughs> and... Also, so Mahershala weird. Ali is Boggs, then Natalie great. Dormer as Cressida. Also great. And also you got Eldon Henson as Pollux. That's pretty cool. Directed oh, once her. again by uh, Francis Lawrence. Re- Ryan Johnson, Francis Lawrence, and Alfonso Cuaron were all in the running. Man, if Alfonso Cuaron was directing this. And the guy this. from Daredevil. Daredevil. Foggy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that's that's uh, oh, El- El- Eldon, Eldon Henson oh, as Pollux, say, yes. Screenplay by Peter Craig and Danny Strong. They stepped in. Craig's credits, he's best known for co-writing the screenplays for The Town, The Batman, oh, and Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. Whoa now. Davis, don't say those words. Uh, Danny Strong <laughs> also wrote... You're going to if you're going to bleep it anyway. You're going to want to hear this one. Well, I didn't write down the time. No, no, Danny no, Strong no. also wrote the screenplays for The Recount, the HBO adaptation of The Game Change, Lee Daniels, The Butler, and he, co- and he obviously co-wrote Mockingjay Part 1 and 2. He also is the co-creator, executive producer, director, and writer for the Fox series Empire, and he created, wrote, and directed the award-winning Hulu miniseries Dope, Dope Sick. Sick. Cool. Incredible. It's a good miniseries. Cinematography from Joe Williams, edited by Alan Edward Bell and Mark Yashikawa, and then obviously James Newton Howard's back. 2014 release, two hours and three minutes. Cost $140 million and made $755.4 million. Big political and cultural impact here. We're going to talk about that a bit. But Mocking Day Part 1, critically, did not get received nearly as well. A lot of people say nothing happens in it. What do we think about this? It's a little boring. Well, yeah. But I think it's necessary. Yeah, I mean, like, when you're watching, if you really care about the storyline, then as you're watching it, you're like, oh, yeah, this is important. Oh, yeah, this is important. But I could see it's not a lot of action. How does they, it end? They're in the same place. It ends with, with Right after they get them back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He chokes her. Exactly. I thought it was pretty cool how, like, it was set up like they were doing all the propaganda stuff. You don't often see that yes. in movies. Okay, yeah. can we talk about that? Because I can never figure out if they were, if that all the propaganda shoots that they were doing were supposed to be something that we liked because every time I watched them, I was like, these make me uncomfortable. See, when I watched this movie and read the books originally, I was like, hmm, this person, I don't know if this person I can get all the people to get, you know, get support. And then I saw the 2016 election. I was like, you know, any stupid guy can get people this to support true. them. So anyway. Quinn is, Quinn is just the, awful. The thing, are you saying like the idea of them doing propaganda you don't like? Yes. I well, just, okay. They were doing it for the right cause, but the way they were doing it seemed so fake and like, Coin being behind That's, it and that being what she wanted to do was just a red flag to me the whole time. With a lot of revolutions like that, they have to do. You got, you got to go. You got to build the grassroots but somewhere. I, yeah, I think the way that they ended up doing it with like actually grassroots. Yeah. Like she was out there. That's like how it actually. Plutarch was cracking me up. He was like <laughs> reading the little lines and he would what? like mouth the words and he was like he made it. He was like, "You've just been in battle. That's do it again." Went, the way he screamed, screamed went, I'm sorry, at her. I'm sorry. Oh my, wait, wait. When did he do that? When she was messing, the very she kept first the lines and he went, You've just been in battle. And he's like, "I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> you've never, again. you've never heard him scream before." I also, I'm sorry, but when Coin goes, when you, when you fired your arrow at the force field, you electrified the nation. I just about fell out of my chair. I'm <laughs> when, sorry. They're so when Haymitch walks so in after she finishes the first propo and goes, 
and that's how a revolution dies. dies. I still to this day cannot watch that scene without just going. When Hamish oh. was up there writing it's stuff awful. with the boys, like, okay, what's something else? And they were saying, yeah. I thought it's just. I felt like I was in class. I swear, Effie's I feel just like, like I got it, I got it. I feel like Woody Harrelson just like riffs this whole movie. <laughs> he literally, like, he just like throws the cards, and he's just like, yes, okay. when he throws the cards. I love yeah, him. Yeah, I, lo- I love, like, I think it's in this one, or he's like, oh, no, it's in the second one. He's like, Plutarch wrote this up. He's like, I'm not reading that. And he's, and he's like, I thought so. And they just threw yeah. it on him. Excellent. Oh, Great job. Who's the, I'm sorry, I'm really bad with their names because their names are all strange, but the head commander guy that comes Boggs. Boggs. Marshall Ali. I love Boggs' character so he's much. He's so good. He's so good. Marshall Ali is him. Marshall he's like good. one of the only people face. who still recognizes Katniss for the fact that she's a child. Yeah, like he says yeah. she looks she, like when they're taking the notes on how to make it better. She looks he's 35. Like, she look, that's so, so good. Marshall she, awesome. I, I like Same. that. I like how they visually adapt to that because I remember when she first showed up in the propaganda clip when I'm first watching it. I'm like, this looks weird. And I like how they're like, yeah, she's supposed to look weird because they just did it wrong. Mm-hmm. Like I like the fact that like they dressed her up like all this and it's not supposed to be that way and whatnot. I just... I, I really like this. I think my issue with this, and people are like, you couldn't possibly split this book into two parts. There's a lot that goes on. There's you could have. So much. But my issue is that it just jumps around to points in the book. Like, right after Pete has been captured and we're going doing propaganda stuff, the very next scene, Gail busts down the door and says, I have good news. And I'm like, oh. He's like, Coin said we can hunt. And I'm like, this is so yes. out of left He's field. so and stupid. Why, why, is this a, why is this a point in the movie? Like, why are, why are we doing this? And it's because yeah. they had to develop that love triangle. And again, this film also introduces the whole Gail saying, you'll only be with someone who's wounded, which uh. I have my only beef with that film is that it doesn't really delve into that a whole lot. But there is a one redeeming scene at the end of Mock J Part 2 that we'll get to that does actually explore that line of thinking. Anyway, the I only, was talking a bit. The only good thing about the hunting scene is when they go and she's about to shoot that big deer moose thingy. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. It's like a cross between the two. And it doesn't run. It, like, looks at her. And she's like, they've never been hunted, so they don't know to be afraid of us. That's real. And all I could think was, like, that, like, shows the the people. Like, the people in their world are always afraid of everyone and, and because they're constantly being I really hunted. like the tone. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. dark. It's dark. They're, like, stepping on the skulls in the beginning. Oh, that, that whole thing in 12 lot. was awesome. And then I like how Snow, you know, the first two, two movies, <gasps> he's, good. like, master manipulator. He's... He's playing the chessboard, but then like his first on-screen scene is that speech where he's like, "Burn him to the ground." The yeah. single rose, sh- yeah, in the dead roses in her house because he knew she would go back. Ooh, horrifying! Awesome, spooky. Oh, I have a note. I just remember. Go that. ahead. It's after. Yeah, go it's ahead. after they. <laughs> sorry, I just got a text that threw me off. Um, when they get them back, when they get Joanna and Peta and um, Annie. When they come back, Gail is like, I don't understand. We had them, and they had all of their guns back online, and they just let us go. I don't get it. It's literally because they, like, they made sure to torture Peter enough to where he would kill her. Oh, like, yeah, they no. sent him back. They were like, that's fine. We'll send him back as a weapon to kill her. We'll let him that's do so it. so scary. It's so sad. Was- I also I have an um, one time. What did you say? I have an Ooh. I'm just I'm just informing you of a fact. I'm not making a joke. Thank God we're not a comedy podcast. <laughs> well, yeah, because you're not a very good duo. Davis, I, every, every That's time. back for your Oh, yeah, because it was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Really Shots. Feelings. I'm sorry, Davis. Please forgive. Um, I really think I wish this movie had ended with um, 
Peta just choking her out, and then it just cut to black. No, like, I agree. I, when it, it cuts to black, and you're like, oh my god, and then like picks up again. I was like, man, come on, cut to yeah. black. Have have some guts. It's like a Batman so, where it kept cutting. You're like, oh, it's, it was over. Oh, Wait, you oh, think oh, that Boggs like, hitting me across the head? Yeah, in the hit him end? across the head and a movie. Mm. See you in a year. That's aggressively cool. yeah. blunt. See you in the yeah, year. That would have been awesome. The, cool. if, if they did that, Mockingjay Part Two would have made a billion dollars on just people wanting to. Because I mean, like. Yes, you people who read the books know what's going to happen and so on and so forth. But those kind of cuts, they get people, man. They, like we all make jokes about the, or a lot of people make jokes about the cliffhanger ending of The Walking Dead when they didn't show who Negan hit with a bat. Uh, but people showed up to watch that the next season yeah. for that premiere alone. But still, like end it there. Have some guts. End it there. Send us home wondering what the heck is going on, man. That next movie would have made a lot of money. But anyway, I this movie i I like it I yeah. think it's it's worse than the other two because there's not as much going on but there's nice like you know moments mm-hmm. and stuff and I think coin sort of you know manipulating everybody is is cool I like her speech at the end with Katniss though it doesn't really make any sense in the grand scheme but I don't want to get into that just yet okay but I then you obviously again like the main theme is Gail going I knew you'd do that because I'm in pain that's the only way I can get your attention which is Ugh. not wrong not wrong just saying. Here. He's kind of manipulative. He is. He is. He is. But 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 he's not wrong, and that's the way the Katniss acts. One hundred percent. That is that is how she does it. No. Women's History Month, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> we have like twenty minutes left, so I don't want to. Is there is there a show too? I think so. I didn't think there was. We should anyway. check 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 on the box real quick. Uh, there is none, but I'll text Logan and just ask him just to be sure while we're going ahead. But again, what else do y'all have to say about the Hanging Tree Song? That took the world by storm. It did. You guys, I made. Do you guys remember those apps where you could like record yourself singing in multiple boxes? Yes. Uh, when I was in fifth grade, I made one to that song. No. I also made one to the Bill Nye theme song. And we brought oh. it here today. Play it for the fans. No. Uh, no. I don't think I have it anymore. Remember when we did that day? It was at MacT Live? One of our commercials was uh was Mac T Live, but it was to the tune of Bill Nye the Science Guy, and then Coach Moeller's heads were floating around on a screen. I didn't. That wasn't mine. Oh. I literally did that. Like my oh, head was floated incredible. across the screen. At one incredible. Point. Also, um, on November twentieth, twenty fourteen, some showings for this film were reportedly canceled in Thailand because protests were using the three finger salute at demonstrations <gasps> against the country's military government. Oh. On November twenty fourth, it was reported that in relation to the Ferguson unrest regarding the shooting of Michael Brown, a protester had scrawled graffiti reading if we burn you burn with us on the arch in st louis missouri wow on november november 27th hong kong protesters used the three-fingered salute while occupying mong Kok. and on september 11th 2015 some catalan pro-independence protesters were using the three-fingered salute at the freeway to the catalan republic against spain's government wow i really liked the if we burn you burn with us scene when everybody blew up Mm -hmm. and then also when they blew up the dam it was a little ridiculous that everyone was singing the song but I, yeah, I'll buy into the can I'll, for now. I'll buy into it. It was cool. For, for for what it's worth, I'll buy into it, I suppose. Any other things to say on this movie? Again, I really like President Snow, but I also, again, love the twist and love uh, Peta's reveal and everything like that. Like, every time we see him and he looks worse and worse. How and did worse. they... That's really well How did they do that? Did they use... Or use like a body, yeah. body That's what well, Grace was saying. She was like, how'd they do that? For what? How skinny he is his, at the end? Uh, I think it's what they did for like so bad. Captain America. They just yeah. had like a body oh, okay. Uh, yeah. just put his face on it. Exactly. I think he's not moving around too much, so the, the head probably would look fine. Yeah, it was a lot of just makeup. And then at the end, he is very skinny. And yeah. mm-hmm. it is a little absurd how he's able to like, how people can't underpower him, I guess. It is crazy. Like, you just put some makeup me. like right on the cheeks. You can make someone look really good. Exactly. And then they do that. They do that very well. And I love how each of them change. I also, again, man, 
the, the like this it's scary how Caesar goes from oh he's so funny to like the man's just like spitting propaganda. He's like yeah. you were telling us yes, about these it's dark. disgusting rebels like trying to steal our way of life, which sounds like somebody a very... literally said he's like the Jimmy Fallon of this universe. Oh lord, oh. <laughs> I don't know about that one. There, there, there's <laughs> a lot of give it to and there, there's a lot of very interesting dialogue choices that have some parallels to modern. Day. Anyway, I'm not yeah, going to get into yeah, that, but yeah. let's just say there's I'm a lot of schedule. there's what I'm wink, checking the schedule. There's a lot of wink, steal, wink, there's wink. a lot of stealing our way of life messaging that is a very you know familiar yeah. topic of conversation for the for those who who may pay attention. I don't know. I like it, but I think it just it is a lot of build up and exposition, mm-hmm. and that's all I kind of have. Unfortunately, to say. you need Same. that. So, what are we going to give this one then? If we have anything else, or do we have anything else to say before we go? I'm good on this one. I'm good. All right, then I'm going to say it's. Six point five, seven ish range. Whoa, that's we're good low. at two. Okay, um, should be. What, you, what, what, what are you rating, Mike and J Part Two, Davis? I don't know, like a seven, seven. No, no. seven and a half. I was gonna say eight. Oh wow, I still like it, especially for the end when they finally get him back. Like mm. I literally that entire movie, I just live for the PETA storyline. That's a good point. That's fair. Okay, I, I again, and I think the one thing, honestly, <laughs> is I said this when I was watching it, the second part, is that. It just really misses Josh Hutcherson and yeah. the chemistry he has with every actor on he's screen. He's, he's really, really good, and that's why. Sephora. That's why I think catching. Yeah, Bridget ca- yeah. Terabithia. Um, don't that even, make me cry. That movie doesn't at all. Um, I think he really is. Why, the reason Catching Fire is so good is because he's in it. Spider Man as much as he is, and that's why I think without him in this one, it's kind of lacking at some points. But I'll, I'll give it. I'll I give just it, like all the new characters. That's fair. Race that's race very fair. Man. And I really like how Coin is. Uh, playing everybody and whatnot. But anyway, Song of Games, Mike and J Part 2, all the same um, usual suspects. Philip Seymour Hoffman tragically passed away on February 2nd, 2014. He completed his filming for scenes for Part 1 and had a week left of shooting for Part 2. Lionsgate thereafter released a statement affirming that since the majority of Hoffman's scenes had been completed, the release date for Part 2 would not be affected. It was initially announced that Hoffman would be digitally recreated for a major scene involving his character that had not been shot, but Francis Lawrence later stated that he had rewritten Hoffman's two remaining scenes to compensate for the actor's absence, and there would be no digital manipulation or CGI fabrication of any kind. I think that's a really, really good choice because yeah. it just would have been really weird. If it was anything else, I'm not a big fan of when they do that. Mm-mm. It's it tends to go poorly most of the time. It certainly it would not just, have looked it very good. Yeah. It feels weird. It feels. It is weird. I would little. agree. Michelle Forbes as Lieutenant Jackson, and then also Gwendolyn Christie shows up. I know that, that kind of came yeah. out of nowhere. I was nowhere. like Gwendolyn, and then all the usual. Yeah, I was like, wait a minute, is uh, Brienne of Tarth? Anyway. Um, <laughs> All the usual crew suspects released in November of 2015, two hours and 17 minutes. It cost $160 million. And, de- and it continued to decline from Catching Fire and making just $653.4 million. However, it did gross $102 million over its opening weekend in North America, the sixth biggest opening in 2015, and held the number one spot at the International Box Office for four consecutive weekends. It was the ninth highest grossing film of 2015. This movie is mm-hmm. like, okay. People are a little too conflicted on the Gale versus Peter stuff because I'm going to say that Gale, for all of his flaws and criticisms, his whole monologue in District 12 in the first uh, in Mockingjay Part One is pretty cool, talking about how he should have yeah. grabbed people and whatnot. But this, they just make him a Nazi. He's, awful. He's like anybody that mops oh. the floors for the Capitol he should die. And I'm like, die. whoa, killing's not personal, man. And then. Well, let's just say he designed certain bombs. He designed certain things that happened to the He I is for- fully responsible I, for Prim's death. I forgot about that. I completely and utterly forgot I about never that. Yes. I think it's quite that. interesting you could look at it as the two-way revolutionaries go. Like yeah. Katniss versus I, Gale. Yeah, exactly. 
And that's because that's because Katniss knows Effie and knows Cinna and knows her stylist team and so on and so forth. Where Gail's entire experience is peacekeeper, mm-hmm. peacekeeper, and the Doesn't fact smell. that the entire reason all of this started was because she put her life at risk to save Prim, and Prim still dies yep. at the end because of her own people, like yep. the people on her side. I think that was a good so... choice, though. I agree. It, I, it... I agree. I think it is a good choice. You know what wasn't it's a just good like... choice? Killing Finnick. Oh, unnecessary. That was so unnecessary. Yeah. His book death is more horrific because one of the creatures bites his head off, and you're like, what the? Candace is like, we're freaked. I didn't know. Yeah. I expect them to so show that's up. another yeah. thing, by the way. Um, the movie sanitizes the violence so tremendously from the first film, they and do. it really bothers me. Like, for example, in Catching Fire, when the person in District Eleven gets shot, there is no blood splatter when his head, you know, and there's like, there's not not as much, which like. I get it. You're going to a more national audience now versus what you probably thought the movie was going to go. But stick to your guns, man. It's the whole point is that the it's the horrors of war and yeah, the trauma yeah. of it all. Stick with it. Make it horrific. I don't care. I do like in this movie. Every time we see the districts like banding together to go do something, like and the fact that every time you watch it, you watch hundreds of them die before they succeed. It's like you realize how yeah. much they're all risking and how they all know when they're going into it what they're risking absolutely i i don't know i think this movie fails its execution at what some points uh, i don't think i i think primarily the problem is that scene that i mentioned at the end of mockingjay part one if i may go back to my notes very briefly what davis Oh, I thought that was one of that. You were <laughs> you're, you're very, you're very expressive. So coin goes. It's the worst torture in the world. Waiting when you know there's nothing you can do, especially for people like us. But whatever strength, courage, madness keeps us going, you find it at times like these. You have it, soldier. It's what kept you alive all this time, and it won't fail you now. Like that's a really nice scene that I don't remember being in the books between Coin and Katniss. Mm. And then it just contradicts itself. Where in this film, she's like, actually, I have to kill her. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I don't think that executes it well at all. Because it's a very big leap. Did they make her eyes more weird looking in this one? Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. She looks strange. There's just so many little hints throughout the whole thing that, like, she's doing a lot of this for herself. Well, I know know? that. But that scene indicates pretty much the opposite of their dynamic versus what the rest of the movie goes to. That could have just been her being manipulative. I I don't know about that. Maybe. I I suppose. I also like at the end when they, when she, like, is. Off, is saying we should do a final Hunger Games. Oh, after crazy, man. Oh. She crazy. When, I've taken the burden of being interim president. Uh, yeah, okay. Screw you, lady. Right. Well, Katniss, like, she didn't believe Snow when Snow told her that about the bombs that they <gasps> released. I know where you're going. And I don't know if I know going, where I'm going. 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 <laughs> Alex can read she, your mind. <laughs> she, she didn't believe Snow. And then the second that Queen proposes this idea she believes snow and when she votes yes she's not voting yes because she actually wants to do it she's voting yes to get coin to trust her so that she can kill coin mm-hmm. and Hamish also has no idea but just fully trusts katniss to know what she's doing he would have said no mm-hmm. absolutely yeah because he, he, just he looked he, i liked Hamish's reaction when he heard that he like he like put down his cup he's like what In yeah the- they they cut to him to make sure you understand that kind of faith because they do immediately cut to his reaction he's just like yeah. Also, Inabaria just pulling back up after being gone for like right? two movies. Man, I don't know what she was doing. There. She's like, they should go where they deserve. Okay, lady, they got your time. Well, apparently, then that's not what Hamish said. So I don't know theories. about that one. So, so many theories. So many answers. I'm sorry. Um, just okay. Think a lot of things. Okay, so 
I do really like the opening with Katniss trying to test her voice and going to see Peta. That's pretty cool. But then it just cut to her being like, I'm ready for war now. Like, like there was no rehab time in her voice. Like, it goes from, I can't talk to, I shall go to yeah. the Capitol. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. What if the whole movie she was hoarse? Would you prefer that? No, but the like, books also no. gives it a second. Because yeah. here's the, the number one character that suffers the most from uh, novel to book adaptation is Joanna, who just, like, or Johanna, I guess. How did her hair grow back so fast? Because she's not in the movie, man. Well, like... Before they go to the Capitol, she's bald, and then once they're at the table with coin, I think she's wearing like, a wig. I think time has passed. Yeah, I think there's a lot. It's pretty long. I think there's a bit of time between the killing the children outside the Capitol and when they're going into, they live in the president's mansion. I think there's a little bit of time between those. Yeah, probably right. a lot. I mean, she got burned, man. It's probably like a, a couple a, months. A couple, a couple weeks of recovery. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I doubt but, her hair would be that long. I don't know. Could have been a wig. Just everything Gail says in this movie. I'm just like, oh. yeah, man, man <laughs> side like, eye, he, side eye. And again, he does intro- It does introduce the idea that, um, oh, well, you only like me because I'm in pain or whatever. Which is why I really like the ending when Gail is like heartbroken that he could protect her family, and mm-hmm. she says, "Get." Oh, oh, oh! That's what like did he her say? big moment. What did he say? Oh, he's when he's talking to Peta, and he says Cadmus will pick whoever she can't survive without. Mm-hmm. I looked it up because I was that, like, "Is that in the book?" I, I looked know. it up, and Cadmus in the book is like, "I can survive fine without either of them." Oh dang! Ooh, yeah, that, um, that's it true, just though. gives so like Twilight. To. I hate it. No, yeah, the love so triangle stupid. is not is not great. Oh, but when it's they're sitting in the bunker and she starts to he at, oh the real or not real that was he good. asks the that real or good. not real things and then she says all of. They, all of the things about him, and then she gets up and goes, no, I can't do this. It's because she's – reman- like, he's human to her it's again. Just good. It's just good moment. The truth is they had, to, they, had to, they had to find their way to finagle PETA into the storyline, or this movie would have sucked because oh, without yeah. Josh Hutcherson, man, it just – They just ship him Why out Why isn't there? he in more stuff, man? I don't know, man. He's, he's so awesome. He's going to be in the Five Nights at Freddy's movie. He is going to be in that. Are what if he's, he's in Gladiator 2? Everybody's in cast in Gladiator. Everybody's in Gladiator Two. Oh my god! I was saying, what if Gladiator Two is called Gladiators? What, what would y'all think of that name? I would like that'd be that. that's as great as uh, Twisters. No, he, he put. Are you being for real about that? That, that movie's no, called Twisters. Real. I know that. Yeah. Are you being? You like that name? Um, I mean, it's just funny. I like sequel. What names. if Ridley Scott went in there and put the dollar sign after Gladiator? Like, <laughs> like uh, what's his name did for Alien? Is that wait who uh, uh, James, James Cameron? Cameron went alien and they wrote the dollar sign to make it aliens and they're like okay yeah Boardroom's like oh my god Josh Hutcherson is only thirty years old it was probably the same boardroom that thought young. Julia Roberts could be Harriet Tubman oh crazy Yikes. they won't remember guys they will not remember no, long ago. no when when Peter's like just kill me or whatever and Gail's like I'll do it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, you need someone? Like, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, Gail's like, all right, guys, I, I would got do anything. This. He's crazy, time like, man. He's absolutely insane. Also, I, I like. I'm sorry, it was cool, but them going to District like two and them playing a vital role in the decision making, I couldn't, man. Like, what, what, what is Gail, Haymitch, and Katniss all doing here at this table of of war generals? We're like, I got it, guys. I got the point. Gail's like, I got this. Sure, I've like worked in a coal mine for like two years, but. I know how to win war. Okay, get out Anything of here, Anything can happen in a revolution. Yeah, because Coin kept bringing up, Katniss is not a trained soldier. She's a civilian. Like, oh, and then they just ignore that. I started laughing when she, like, when she went to two and she was, like, trying to, like, sneak around with, like, her bow and arrow. And I'm like, they're probably like, oh, who's that? The one person we know who has a bow and arrow <laughs> around here. Well, okay, okay. Listen, I get that's her signature. 
But it's so inefficient. It's so inefficient. It's so inefficient. You run out of arrows. A gun is so much faster. Like, if her aim is good with a bow and arrow, I'm sure her aim could be good with a gun. Which, admittedly, though, Suzanne Suzanne Collins deals with that pretty well by basically just not putting her in battle. So, like, because, like, yeah, she would have got mowed down. Can I tell you all a fun little fact about me? Go ahead. I'm actually really good at archery and went to state, like, twice. There you go. Oh, wow. That's cool. Because of Did you wear wear your hair in the braid when you went? Yeah. There we go. You best believe. Yeah, commit to the bit. Let's go. Love it. (laughs) When I tell you guys, I was obsessed. Start whistling as you're going up there, man. Incredible stuff. Um... I oh I also really love the scene with Snow when he poisons the general. It's like you oh. bur- you buried or er, you have a habit of burying people before they're dead. Cinema man, I don't. He's great. I, Donald Sutherland probably made it up. When he He's starts like, I got laughing it. after she kills Coin. Oh yeah, so that's I, dark. That is one of my favorite scenes because there's so many layers to it where it's that happens and then Snow's laughing. You almost wonder does that mean he played his final like chess move? Like is that is that his his last play in the field is doing that or anything like that? Um. And anyway, I mean, we can we can pause. We, we, no, it doesn't matter. Keep but going. I really just love that ending, and Hamish just like looking on, and Peta stopping her from taking the nightlock pill, which mm. is like his like in a frantic act, he decided to save her rather than kill her. Yep. Cinema. Mm. Anyway, so what else sweet. do we have to say about Mockingjay Part Two? Everybody, I liked it. The uh, ending. I, I we haven't like talked about dying. the ending. The little epilogue. Okay, yeah, that, I thought that handled that really, really well. I, yeah, my thought. heart, my little heart just fluttered. It was really like <laughs> it's I nice mean, seeing Peta as a dad, exactly. Yeah. And just, then like watching, watching Peta. or reading a letter from uh, Annie, or watching the news broadcast, and it's just Hamish, Peta, and that was Katniss. cute. The way they I, all live together. I like how it, it, it addresses like Wait, what Hamish happens when them? you fight a war. I yeah. mean, he lives in the house next door, basically, kind of oh. thing. I like how I they address the, they address like what happens. In war, basically, like what? What do you do when you're done fighting a battle for and playing a game for eight years or whatever? Whatever it was, yeah. Mm-hmm. I really, really like that part. Of no, it. Grace pointed out that in the book, she make there's like a weird comment in the epilogue about like our kids don't know that they're playing on top of dead bodies or something like that. Whoa, that's wild. She didn't that's say so that though. Yeah. She didn't say that. At I all, think it's man. implied that they live together. Well, like Haymitch lives in another house, neighbors. but they're always together. Yeah. But I think she and Peter live together because she gets up at night and like walks over to the other room. Mm. So they're they're like sleeping in the same uh, house. I adore that from all the movies. Where it's, it's just like so she s- just goes and lays with him. Yeah, like so cute. I don't know. I like to think that. I mean, this all happened when they were like sixteen, seventeen, and eighteen. Right. So they literally have like the entire rest of their life mm-hmm. to just live alone in peace. Chill they don't out. do anything. They Get just back. go and pick some berries and yeah. Have picnic picnics. I would agree with that. Again, the sanitation of the violence makes me very angry. Like the whole point of Boggs getting blown to pieces is like in the book, she like sees his shoe and his legs are just everywhere. And this is like, eh, nothing. His legs are gone. Well, yeah, they, won't, they there don't ain't show nothing. it. Man, show it. I don't care. They ain't, that's they the point. show it. You, so, you showed him without No, like legs. she's like walking up and like his guts are everywhere and nonsense because oh. his, his legs are splattered. And, uh-huh. um,. What's his name? One of the guys that's on the camera crew, the one that had his, he is a, a lay, what is, when they uh, have the tongue Avox. Out. Yes. Avox, thank you. Um, the they never mention those in the rest of the like movies. They mention like one time. But, what, but in the books, Avox? it's like a very large plot point because they actually like communicate with some of them. Like she has, she talks to some of them in the first book. Well, I mean like talks to them as much. It is as uh, the servants of the Capitol that uh, had their tongues cut out. Okay, I just need the servants of the Capitol. They, they, sorry, they do I'm ma- sorry. They do manual I, I, did, I just like knew that. they did have tongues. This was the first time that we like met one. 
Mm. Was in the very last movie. Yeah, it was. When you, I thought you met him first in the first movie. I mean, you saw yeah, him sorry, in the first movie, one, yeah. but you didn't. You didn't like actually do anything. He was a with he was him. a big character in the second one. Though, exactly. He yeah, like he helped was. them in the underground. Yeah, absolutely. I like also, really love how the film opens with Snow going, "You can't bear her before she's dead." And then the moment they think she dies a second time, he go he jumps at it because he's clearly desperate. Mm. And then he's like passed out, and like, "Oh my god, is he dead?" And he's like, "I hope you're waking me for something more urgent than an old man's health." Mm-hmm. I just, love how many times they think she's dead, and she just like shows up again. She just keeps up, she keeps appearing <laughs> out of thin air. I have two bits of trivia. Go ahead. One, Tigress, the like tiger lady, is Snow's cousin. Oh, because she's in the prequel book. Oh, they're, like cousins. Oh my gosh. Second, Snow's granddaughter, who we see in the last one and in this one, Blake went to the eighth grade dance with her. Shut up. Mm-hmm. Are you serious? That's pretty cool. Yeah. Wow. Look at that. I was watching it, and I That's was like, crazy. I was like, she went to. I was School like, with him? Yeah, because Blake and I are from the same place. And I was like, I know someone who knows. Well, I mean, her. like, they did do a lot of filming in Atlanta, so that makes sense. Yeah. So I texted Blake and I was like, That is so Did you cool. go on a date with this girl? And he was like, Yeah. <laughs> Ain't no way. That's Incredible. such a flex. Incredible. I- the one who, like, everyone wears their hair like this now. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, my yeah. gosh. And then he's just like, he's like what I did want you to just love say? someone like that one She's day. She's going to jail, man. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, I, I, I like, again, I like all of it with snow and I like. Yep. Most of Jennifer Lawrence stuff. I just don't. It just felt weaker to me. I don't really know what no, specifics to it. I just thought it was it was a little cheesy. Like the briefing on the military strategy is a gigantic pep rally where Commander Paler's just at a microphone, like, "All right, guys, this is our plan." And there's like a little like PowerPoint presentation, like it's a dang TED talk. Sorry, that was a little ridiculous. I can't figure. Do you out- know how briefings actually go? They're like that. Really? I don't know. You get them in a boardroom. You're like, okay, guys, that's what we're going to do. Team yeah, one, you're going to go this way. No, but it was it was like to <laughs> 200,000 people. But I like when Hamish. I, mean, I don't think it's said it, but like when Hamish is writing on the board, he's like, volunteer for <laughs> Okay, sister. guys, what do you think about this what one? <laughs> no, but he didn't even write out since he says volunteer <laughs> for well, sister. He was so lazy. You could write F O R. So funny. <laughs> nah, man. Couldn't, couldn't do that. And Effie is so funny. She's like, oh, these clothes are so drab. <laughs> I love her. I don't, I don't know about that. I don't know. I was going to say, oh, why, why did they let President Snow, after he was arrested and captured, sit in his little rose garden? Why did they leave him there? it's a cool scenery and it makes for the best scene in the movie. Yeah. When he's like, <laughs> I thought like, we agreed not to lie. Which, like, so, they literally could, could have put him in a dungeon. They probably didn't have, they didn't have like a jail or access to it. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think that President Snow had a jail I mean, somewhere. No. Okay, okay. Sid- Sydney, um, I'll actually give you the, the answer for it. Um, as we see at the very end of the moment Katniss decides to kill Coin, everybody wanted to kill him. Mm-hmm. So if you keep him in the gin pop, mm-hmm. d- down he probably goes. <laughs> I mean, so the glass rose he, house he, he is better. He has a he has experience. Hey, man. <laughs> my dad. Uses, my dad, my dad said, uses that term to talk about just regular people. He's like, gen I don't want to. I don't, 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 don't want to go down to that McDonald's. I got too many gin pop down there. And I'm like, what does that mean, Dad? <laughs> they asked Strange Snow phrases, man. What he wanted his last meal to be, and he said, "I just want to hang out with my flowers." Exactly. However, <laughs> I really love. That scene specifically where he goes, like, I, I thought we agreed not to lie to each other. Because at first, I was like, oh, yeah. he's saying that he's obviously not lying to her. But then it's in response to her saying, I don't believe you. And he's like, I know you do. Yeah. I got you. you. Don't lie to me. You, you believe <gasps> me, too. Yeah. I love that. Oh, I never thought about it that way. I, so I thought about it just like this last time I watched it, I was like, wait a minute. It's because of how she just said that. And he knows that he's got her. Yeah. He's so, How did she so keep good. up with that pearl? It's a good question. How did she not it's lose little, that pearl in, in the second game? It's in a pocket. There were ear. no pockets in that uniform. Put it in her ear. Could have been. Also, how did the oh. rebel army just sneak up on the Capitol? They're just marching they around. In. No, but like, no, they're walking. Oh yeah. In, and then, and there's an explosion. Like, oh my god, the rebels! There's like literally, there's like hundreds of them. 
<laughs> sprinting from the back. Walk the, the Capitol oh, yeah, walking. A lot more issues with this movie. Though, you're, 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 you're going to go, oh my God! <laughs> 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 and then everyone just loses it. I'm also, sorry. where did they get I, that I want to punch that baby. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> if I was like trying to, what about when she's if crying? If I was like trying, I'm trying to assassinate the president or something, and that baby's like, boom, right there. <laughs> I have a question. Harry what Tubman about would, Harry Tubman would punch babies if they started getting loud in the Underground Railroad? So <laughs> what? that's true. That is true. Fun fact. <laughs> what about what about what? however? That's true. Yeah, what they about get, they would get caught if the babies were allowed to go pow? And and she was <laughs> you are making this up. Look at that. Look it up, Alex. <laughs> no, don't look it up, Alex. That's true. I'm not. Ma- look, I know this sounds like something. This is I like a up. quiet place when they knock the baby out with gas every time it starts crying. Yes, opium was often used to sedate the babies. Oh. Yes, she'd also oh punch them if needed. However, however, imagine um, Julia Roberts punching a baby in a movie. However, I do <laughs> want to say I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I just I just have a lot of points what? I want to get to. Wait, that, go, that, go was, that, that was good, Davis. That was good. <laughs> I like it. It's, it's not. It, is it Chekhov's gun? Maybe not. But like the fact that you introduce the baby, almost recognizing Caddis in the very next scene, is her screaming at her mother, who's dead. Cinema. Yeah, it is Chekhov. That was good. Yeah, yeah okay. That, that, thumbs up. What, Davis? You said there's a lot more problems in the movie than that. What are your problems? No, with I'm it? just saying. No, I'm not saying I. But y'all are pointing out things. I'm like, oh, that's yeah, that's kind of a yeah. An issue. I just, I just didn't think it was. I don't know. I think the highs are again incredibly high because yeah. like the real or not real debates in Aww. the t- in the sewers that entire chase sequence with so the mutts scary. is mm. the best scene in the movie it might be the best scene in the series the music is great everything is adapted so well it's yeah. horrific Scary. I don't know how Katniss finds her bow back in the water again, but that was that was I noticed that like she loses it and she then she keeps, just jumps down and she comes out of the water and it's in her hands like she keeps it on a chain. <laughs> There's 100% one That's point where she's that wearing good. that Stop cape it. thing, and all of a sudden she just has an arrow on the bow, and I was like, "But your your quiver, all those metal is underneath the cape. How did you? All those heavy metal arrows. I don't feel like they would work very well. Oh, not... did you see how she was putting them together? I did see that. That, that, is, that was cool. I, I like liked that, that I like they that. showed well, that because I was always so curious. Where did she get more? Well, like in the first movie, she has that metal bow, which mm. I don't. Like that heavy, like steel bow with yeah. that. I don't feel like that would work very well. Also, is really the way pliable. that every single one of her bows is constructed is ridiculous. It is absolutely not a single curved bar and a yes and a. Have you ever seen a bow in real life? Yes, yeah, yeah. like a compound bow. It has to work. Yes, it's like all those there's moving so parts, but many it's just one bent metal. Exactly. Piece. There's so many gears and like things that go into it. Because uh, again, I was kind of she knows we did we did it at, at, my, at my middle school. We did archery. Stuff. Yeah. And, okay, can we talk about that for a minute? I did archery in elementary school. Why did they let me have a weapon some, in elementary school? Some schools, I feel like I've heard this, might not be true, but they do like like shooting, not with like actual guns, but like they do like sports shooting. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm we were sure trained true. what to do if someone gets shot south. with an arrow because they walk in front of us. Like, I literally was like shooting weapons when I was... Yeah, we were doing nine. I hope so. Like in the Hunger Games. Hey man, they, they were having we were, doing, we were doing it in elementary school too. I remember doing it in the gym. If you were in fourth grade, that's when you could start. Fourth grade. We also did cup stacking at my elementary school, which is oh, a weird, a weird yes. little thing to do. And and uh, and square dancing. So if y'all want to square dance, I still don't know how. You know, my school is the one that uh, never did square dancing. And uh, swing dance. I know how to swing dance. I know how to swing dance just because I've been to five. What a man of many talents you are, Dave. I can, I can flip them. Too. You remember I was flipping everybody in high school. Yeah. You can do that. I've always wanted to learn how to do that. It's pretty easy. All you have to do is jump, and I do all the work. Okay, you're going to have to teach it. me how. If you want to do it in a little bit, I can do it. Dave's, Dave's going to break down like, all the you do is, I, Like, I just... 
I we destroy someone comes in a wiggle tomorrow it's all broken what happened it. Uh, it <laughs> me and Davis well, tried to yeah. swing dance dancing so we were doing it for for our talent show junior year of high school and I was the only one that could do it really well so every like all the girls were like because we when we were practicing a real ladies man but it I is women's it. history month and Davis does love women <laughs> He said it. I did it so many times, I could not like stand up the next day because my back was hurting so Y'all, bad. Y'all, I'm just looking but, at pictures yeah. of Josh Hutcherson right now. Should we wrap he up the show? Great we should probably okay. in Catching Fire. So we should probably wrap up insane. this. Uh, any last thoughts on the movie and the ending? I really thoroughly enjoyed the whole run to the mansion and the music mm-hmm. that's playing as the chaos around them is just unfolding. Yeah. That's all good. I like how Katniss can't shoot Gail. Again, I like how Gail's like, I'm so sad. And then and then Katniss is like, goodbye, stupid Bye, Gail. Get out. See Screw you, Nazi. Go, go be a captain in District 2 killing people. Why don't you? Oh, you mopped floors for the Capitol? Gail probably out here shooting people in District I'm just saying, man. You mopped oh, floors for the Capitol one time? Revolution, Get in the Glock, man. All I have to say to end things, I just want a pita in my life, man. You know? Yeah. You're, you're fine. You don't want Vinny? I, too, I, too, want a man that'll get brainwashed I and just, try and kill me. No! Alex, Alex. I just want an, a nice, quiet man. A selfless man. man. Who, a likes to, who likes to bake, bake and paint and plant Those little flowers. No, thanks. And be nice to me. <laughs> That's, is that too Bra- much to Brain's ask Brain's more, more of a Cato type. Uh, yeah. You know, when I come home from a long day and I'm crying... You know, you just want to walk in and hear your husband muttering to himself that his name is Peter Malarkin. <laughs> My name is. So he doesn't go crazy. Not again. I'm afraid he's going to come out from behind the kitchen counter go, with a knife. You go in the bathroom and grab the sedation kit. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> There's one on every wall, just to make sure. Every single oh every gosh. single chair has uh has restraints. When he we don't keep real knives in the house. When he tries to kill Katniss again and shoves that guy into the oil and then he's like, "Yeah, yes. I'm so bad. I'm so sorry." He's <laughs> like, "I just murdered someone." Please, please kill me. I've been such a bad character. <laughs> Gail's please. like, "Okay, Gail's I'm here. Like, I've got it." <laughs> oh, this is my, my time to shine. <sighs> It so gives. It was like, oh, you want to murder someone? Can I make another Twilight parallel? (laughs) Alex, you're the one hosting. Davis and I lock eyes. Uh, Sure, (laughs) Sydney. Have you ever noticed in these like trilogy slash quadruplees, they always have the girl in like one of the part of the movies looking up at the camera with the eyes at the very end shot. They have her do that at the end of Catching Fire, and they have Bella do that at the end of Breaking Down Part 1. Oh, that's true. Also, one last thing I'll say, I think one of the main issues here, right, is a lot of people say, oh, you can't adapt a book into two parts. I think you could adapt a book into mm. two parts. I think the problem is, right, and that, that's where these movies, I think, feel thinner than, say, Catching Fire, is that when you adapt book one, you adapt book two, as was one movie, you're going to have to cut things like her stylists are just not characters in this movie, for example, or yeah. the Avoxes are not introduced. And what happens is when you get to the third movie and you haven't introduced these concepts, but you're adapting the full book, you just can't include those parts. And I think that's the problem this movie mainly runs into is the fact that it's dealing with things that helped the book move forward. Because, again, it's little things here. And they're like, for example, the scene with Tigress is like a minute long in this movie. Mm-hmm. In the book, it was a while. They were in there yeah. for, a, for a – it was a big pace change. Yeah. I just think that this movie's unable to delve into those because, again, those concepts had not been introduced further. Mm-mm. And it makes up for it at times, but I think it just misses it in terms of Katniss's own interactions and stuff. And I think that – I don't know. I just – it just didn't land for me as much as Catching Fire or the first movie did. I don't really know why. I've listed like yeah. mi- like nitpicky things, but like it just it just didn't feel right. I just feel like 
there was there should have been more time for her leap to war hero, you know, because yeah. at first time she's just doing it literally to survive, and that's the point. And then she's like, all right, I'll be a propaganda piece, but I don't know. Any other thoughts? We have a Mockingjay part two before we wrap it up, guys. I'll give it a seven. Braden? Mm, 7.7. 7. Sydney? 9.5. Wow, yeah. okay. Well, maybe I didn't hear enough from you. Uh, like, it's just... I just really like it. Really I know that you think that there's a lot of holes, but I just there's only so much you can do when it's that jam packed full of information in a book. And I feel like they hit the high points really well. And I the way that I kinda got bored sometimes in Mocking J Part One, I was never bored. That's a good point. Two. A lot happens in this one. I will agree with that um sentiment. It definitely the highs are again really, mm-hmm. really good. I just feel like the lows at times are too much. I'll give it a seven as well. I think, again, they're still good in Jova movies. I think the only problem is when you watch them right after Catching Fire. Yeah. I mean, that, that movie's just... That movie's here's what so does it for me. That movie's just cinema. I was going to stop watching last night so that I could go to sleep because it was like one thirty in the morning. And I was like, I'll just finish it in the morning before the podcast. And then it was 2 o'clock in the morning. And I was like, I don't want to stop watching. And I didn't go to bed until 3.30. I feel like that's how I, how it proves to me that I, it was good. Dedication. That's all we can ask from our excellent guests here on the show. Now, before we go, anybody been watching or reading anything new uh, in these past few days? I've been rereading The Hunger Games. There you go. Sydney, rereading The Hunger Games. Braden, anything to add? Mm, Daisy Jones and the Six. Ah, yes, I've heard about I haven't that. I have watched it yet. Apparently, it's supposed to be good. Rereading Just Mercy. Oh, wait. I saw you review it on Letterboxd, actually. What did I say? Uh, I don't remember. You said... It's probably a joke. Steve Braden can remember. You said uh, something about this movie changing your life. This book is the reason I changed my major. Oh, wow. there you go. Davis Hodge trying to save the mass. You know, I drove by the uh, the Southern Poverty Law Center in Montgomery when I was there on Tuesday. I was like, oh, I yeah. applied for there. So really? Hopefully they'll hire me. There you go. That'd be cool. And yeah, I haven't watched anything I can even think of. Shadow and Bone? Sydney, do you Shadow and Bone? No, I've been watching Modern Family lately. I needed a show that was like, didn't take a lot of brain power to watch. Seinfeld. And I hate Seinfeld. Oh! Oh! Sorry. Ooh. No, oh, you know what done. else I hate? You killed the Big him. Bang Theory. That's fine. That shit I don't sucks. like Friends. I don't like Friends. I like Friends. No, I've been watching Modern Family because it's a very easy watch. And I say I recently started watching it. I probably started watching it a month and a half ago, and I'm almost finished with it. Well, and it's go. got like 11 seasons. So Modern Family does? Yeah. It's a good show. I like it. It's really, it's really enjoyable. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, that's very good. good. Oh, I want to start that. It's on my list. Moesha I was watching. Did I mention that? Yes, you did. Uh, really Shirley Ralph, who is in Avid Elementary, is the mom in that. Oh. And Brandy's like also in that. I've so definitely good. seen a movie lately. I just can't remember what it is. And Bernie Mac's also in Moesha sometimes. Oh, um, in class tomorrow, we're going to get to vote on a rom-com to watch tomorrow afternoon. <laughs> what, are the what are the options? What are the options? Um, I don't know, but I'm, I'm going to make a big push for about time. Oh, yes. I've never seen that push. one. It's the movie of movies. Isn't also, that with Rachel McAdams? It's not Dom Hall Gleason. It's Don Hall Gleason. There's no M pronunciation, actually. Yes, Irish. Yeah, anyway. Irish. Yeah, but uh, like about col- time is awesome. That's why Colm is Colm. Yeah. Ah, yes, there you go. Ten there Things I Hate About You. Oh. Ten Things I Hate I About You is so You should watch Benjamin and Sharon. That's a good one. That's a good, good rom-com. Good rom-com, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm, 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 we were going to watch The Big Sick, but I'm really going to make a push for About Time. Mm. So that'll be exciting. And I'll, I'll, I'll have something to say about that. that. I need you to watch Babylon. What class is this? Babylon. It's film genres. So that's pretty fun. It's awesome. Also, uh, let's move on to the Ministry of Truth. Did anything controversial happen in recent weeks? I can't think of anything this past I'm week. Sure. Nah. Dave, Dave, Shazam, Shazam bombed. Controversial. Shazam did bomb at the box office, and David F. Sandberg said, I saw this coming. Yeah. 
He said, I got paid up front. There's our mystery truth. He did say that. Ooh. So props to uh, directors for getting their money up front. Now, trivia questions. Do not answer them unless you're really confident you know There's absolutely no way. Who directed Seven Samurai? I know, I know, I know. And he also wrote something that was the basis for the Oscar-nominated film The Living. Mm -hmm. With Bill his writing okay, was, answer, was, was based on that. What? I'm just kidding. I'm okay. No, don't do that. And then you, you handed me a second one, Davis. I don't remember why. Which one was it? Right? Um, you, you handed them this one. Give it to me. In The Hangover, the bachelor party ends with a tiger in their hotel room belonging to which boxer? Oh, I know. I know. That's the only one that Sugar was on Leonard. There. I've never seen that. <laughs> That's the only other one that was on there, I think. Maybe I got it wrong. Canelo Alvarez. Yeah, obviously. What's the bottom question on that one? The bottom question is, true or false, the mask of Michael Myers in Halloween is based on a mask of Bill Paxton? False. <gasps> Ooh, false. that's false. Yeah, duh. <laughs> like, it? ah, it's the guy from Star Trek. And his name is? I don't remember. You're not supposed to answer the question. Uh, well, this this is, is an extra yeah, for, extra for, for us. us. I know. What's Another it, is it, two-hour what's podcast. What's his name, Bill? Oh. William Shatner. Yeah, yep. close. Oh. Bill oh. is, is Bill a nickname Shatner. for... Yeah, Bill Shatner. That works. All right. Any other things you want to leave with our listeners before we wrap up this show? Another two-hour episode. I know. i got to use the restroom, so let's <laughs> right, keep it going, this was, my, this was my last podcast with it you guys. It is. I was and I did a lot of Thank them. you for joining Wait, us, did. Sydney. Absolutely. Last. Thank you for joining us um, all, all this year, more. Sydney. It's been a whole lot of fun. Braden, I would say thank you for joining us, but you'll finagle your way onto another episode Absolutely. before this year is Maybe done. I'll well. sneak my way onto another. You can jo- Braden's been trying to take over this place for a while now, so we'll have to see <laughs> if, she, if she succeeds in that <laughs> Maybe endeavor. I will. Again, thank you both for joining the show. Critical, hard-hitting analysis. We all greatly appreciate it. And thank you to everyone who was listening today to Through the Lens. We discussed the Hunger Games series, and if you like anything about that series or dislike, you can reach out to the show directly at Through the Lens Weagle. That's Through the Lens W-E-G-L on Instagram. Or just, you know, text us. If you listen to the show, you probably have our numbers at this point. You can let us know what you think about our hard-hitting news segment that everybody loves or even anything about this trilogy. Next week, we're talking about the Jurassic Park series featuring special guest Anna Ryan, longtime friend of the show, first-time guest... And again, I would like to thank Sydney for joining the show. Brayden, who is now yelling in it in agony that she is not going to be on the Jurassic Park episode. Davis, once again, I'm Alex Houston, saying so long. We will talk again next week to see when dinosaur- dinosaurs walked the earth. <laughs>